0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. ass Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments.
1: You are a terrific team on all counts.
0: Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this. is the Matt and Blonde Show.
1: I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize. Chewing international over to Perth. <laughs> hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? But while abortion is an issue it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas food bread milk things like that what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of georgia voters about those livability daily hourly issues that they're confronted with
2: but let's be clear having children is why you're worried about your price for gas it's why you're concerned about how much food costs serious for women this is not a reductive issue you can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child it's important for us to have both and conversations
1: i doubt it you are fake news the american people are tired of women very fake
2: news you sound
3: like a hysterical bleeping snowflake lesbo bleep i
0: agree with that it's so great and i agree fuck around and find out
1: All right, America, go to the YouTube right now.
3: Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations (laughs) to both of
0: you. You're awesome. And five,
1: four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck
0: it. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show frankly the very best you can ask anyone about that people often do i'm told this is the matt and blonde show my name is matt christensen flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host blonde welcome
3: which side is your right i don't even know
0: well i'm pointing to my right in the flash which points to you, which actually on the left hand side of the screen, but it would be I'm my too right. Confused. Too much spatial reasoning
3: for a woman here.
0: And it's always, it's kind of a, a double entendre to my right because you're, just, you know, a secret Nazi. Hey,
3: yeah. it has never occurred to me before.
0: <laughs> it's because layers of cleverness. Oh. You see. Uh, t- uh, speaking of cleverness, or at least being on point, turns out Sleepy Joe, not just a nickname, actually yeah. an accurate medical descriptor. Uh, did joe biden fall asleep did he nod off did he just malfunction did they turn off his power supply during what is otherwise a a friendly msnbc interview but even the msnbc reporter can't really believe what he's seeing mr president oh 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 okay we're good glitch in the software uh we'll get to that particular clip from friday Plus, uh, Biden joins Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Fetterman doesn't even say a word. The whole spectacle is just ridiculous. And again, this is how I know that Fetterman is going to win. This is Clown World laughing at us. They're they're putting forth this ridiculous display and acting like it's fine. And it's because Clown World World compels the result that is coming. Fetterman wins Pennsylvania. I'm convinced. Convinced by everything I see.
3: I'm fine with that future.
0: Well, it will be a hilarious future at least. Uh, Steve Bannon gets a a four-month prison sentence for contempt of Congress. In other words, not talking with the January 6th committee. Uh, There's a a decision in Missouri not to charge uh, a girlfriend who shot a man dead while he was fighting her boyfriend that has created controversy. There's some video of what happened, at least what happened right before the shooting. We'll check out the case. Uh, I will not play the video cause I, I, I fear Susan's wrath, but the video is readily available and we'll talk about what happened there. Uh, plus, uh, several fresh cases of hoax. hate. these are not your typical cases. So I think you might be a little more entertained this week. We, we don't have the recycled backwards swastikas. And before we get out of here, tonight's movie review <laughs> is weekend at Bernie's. Pff, you can't. Spoil the review
3: whatever there's there's <laughs> no way you didn't hate that movie.
0: I have revealed nothing, although you could head on over to the website or see the link in the description and find out my opinion beforehand, but as far as you know, I haven't said anything about my opinion on that one, plus we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers, of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristiansenmedia.com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly, listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at True Caliber. If you're a hardworking, freedom-loving, red-blooded American then you're in the right place. True caliber is an American owned American engineered and American manufactured firearms, parts and accessories company specializing in components for the AR 15 platform, enhanced end plates, gas blocks, mag releases, bolt catches, trigger guards, and more pamper your rifle with quality parts from true caliber. I've installed several of these pieces on my own rifle and I can confirm the subtle things do make a difference, so don't get caught with your pants down buying cheap Chinese knockoff nonsense. Pull those britches up and count on quality <laughs> American parts proudly made in Idaho. Listeners of this show get 15% off all True Caliber products using promo code GES15 at checkout. That is J-E-E-Z-1-5 for 15% off from True Caliber. Of course, you can Riches. find...
3: Why don't yeah, we bring that back? It's
0: old school reference. Yeah, you I could know. also go with uh, knickers. That's another dated <sighs> reference. That's very dangerous, yeah. referring to pants. Of course, you can find everything you need uh, from our friends at True Caliber, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at slash deals Deals by listeners for, for listeners. listeners. Well, a couple of announcements. Um, we, the biggest uh,
3: announcement of all isn't even on this list, and it's that I made a video.
0: Well, there you go. I Check it know. out. Uh, do you want to describe this video? Oh, Just sure. It's or? funny.
3: Uh, somebody on Wednesday gave us a super chat, and they're like, you need to talk to actual Justice Warrior about Adnan Saeed's, uh, the vacation of his sentence. Um, and it's funny because I already emailed him about that. So for those of you that listen to Serial, um, Adnan Saeed Who is clearly guilty, has had his sentence vacated because of public pressure created by that podcast and a very biased HBO propaganda documentary. Um, And we've seen this time and time again because of fucking Kim Kardashian and the Innocence Project, which is funded by um, O.J. Simpson's former attorneys. Did you know that?
0: I did not. That is news the to me.
3: Project, they used to do some shit. They used to do some, some real shit and now they just go around freeing minorities that have clearly killed white people or in this case, a Korean chick. <laughs> um, and they framed a black guy. So, you know, the, this story is all over the place. Anyway, uh, Actual Justice Warrior came on and we talked about it and it was a great interview on my channel. Check it out. It was yesterday.
0: I will uh, post the audio on the podcast audio feeds tomorrow as well if you want to check it out that way. Speaking of uh, additional content, This, I guess, is not additional, but we're going to we're going to do a little switcheroo during uh, the upcoming election week. So November 8th, to my knowledge, we've never gone live on an election night prior. But
3: is that a Sunday?
0: No, that's a Tuesday night election day.
3: Oh, what am I saying? Of course.
0: Well, you don't vote. So I understand. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but we're doing that instead of the Wednesday. station.
0: Yeah. In, in lieu of the, the Colin show, okay, gotcha. we will do it. We will be live on election night, November 8th. I want to monitor some results coming in because either it's going to be a glorious smackdown of Democrats that will be entertaining or the election will be so fortified that we'll be expected <laughs> to believe <laughs> such an improbable result or what is likely to happen. Oh, it's 9 PM and uh, the election, everyone's very tired. So they have to go home. And besides a pipe burst and there's a plumbing yeah. emergency, this is going to be an eventful election night. So I want to be live for that. For
3: The real reason we're doing it is because we want to see the remaining hope for America drain from your body. It, it, in the, the event that happens.
0: The prospect for a formative event in my political philosophy is very high. So yeah. we're going to try to maximize that. Plus, uh, we'll go live at uh, 9 Eastern, our usual time. And uh, my friend Frank from Quite Frankly will join for a little bit as well. So we look forward to that. Also, remember, next week is the Halloween special show. Again, live at our usual time, 9 Eastern on Sunday. But the point is, we'll be in costume, so tune in to see whatever low effort nonsense we come up with. By can't the way, wait. I
3: won't give anything away to the audience, but I got that package and opened it up, forgetting <laughs> that you were sending me something. And I was so confused for about two seconds.
0: There's a, a prop that was n- potentially necessary. We still can't figure out what to do with it, but a prop that uh, if you weren't expecting, it might be somewhat shocking. Yeah, <laughs> there were. I take it there were many options in this Particular and selection. so
3: many colors, too. Okay, good.
0: Maybe you can share them on the stream next week so they don't <laughs> go to waste. All right, let's get to the uh, to the real news, if, you, if this counts as real news. But, of course, Blonde has long said that football is gay. And okay. I have previously argued the point until the NFL last summer settled the debate and formally declared that football is indeed gay. And so I no longer argue the point, but I do monitor points uh, of the issue that still arise. So the question is no longer is football gay. Uh, We're long past that. The question is how gay is football? Okay, (laughs) here's MSN. uh, It's not MSNBC. Sorry, NBC sports analyst Chris Collinsworth during a Sunday night's Eagles Cowboys game. This is last Sunday describing what it's like to take on Eagles guard Landon Dickerson.
1: A taste of some of these big guys coming out and hitting them. Like, all right, you think you're going to run around to our guy? How about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat?
3: Unironically, he didn't even realize what he said there.
0: A taste of Dickerson coming down your throat. Well, Chris Collinsworth has not clarified if that was an intentional line or if the description was simply off the cuff. But I will concede the point once again. Football is indeed gay. Now... Here's a question for you. Is hockey gay? I think we've addressed this before, but I can't remember your answer.
3: Hockey is the least gay sport.
0: It's a contact sport among men, though.
3: Yeah, but you you only contact each other when you're kicking the crap out of each other.
0: Well, they check each other. There's contact within the game that isn't just fighting. But all
3: the contact is violent. It's not like, you know, when you tenderly touch somebody's (sighs) butt in football and then stick your thumb up their ass.
0: There's no tender touching. Yeah, there is. All right. All right. Well, I'll. I'll let you they have spoon your
3: each other. They whisper sweet nothings <laughs> into each other's helmets.
0: Well, you know, the thing I think that at least the NHL, maybe not hockey as a whole, but the national hockey league has indeed become gay or is voluntarily submitting to the gayness. You'll be shocked to learn that the vast majority of NHL players uh, and coaches and staff and fans are white, but supposedly That's not for any sort of natural reason. Uh, That is only because uh, black people and other minorities are discriminated against in hockey. And you can go see for yourself. I'm told if you go to L.A. and you find an ice skating rink, you will see nothing but blacks and Hispanics banging on the door to get in. But there's a big white Canadian with a mullet standing outside laughing at them, blocking them from entry and calling them racial slurs. That's what happens when people of color try to enter the sport of hockey. They're mocked by white people with mullets so the nhl is addressing the problem and they have uh, put league vice president kim davis on the issue and she has compiled a 24 page report finding the shocking result that 84 percent of the national hockey league's workforce is white and she pledges to work very hard to fix that
2: huh 38 of our workforce are women we've done a
3: lot of work to improve in that area having said that we know we have work to do
2: with women of color and we're leaning into that and we will take this benchmark every two years and measure our progress over time
3: dude can't white people have like one
0: sport well this 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 is how you know that the uh the white genocide conspiracy theory is real if they won't let you have hockey it's like all right, th- there's there's no place where white people are safe if not in hockey
3: <laughs> i know what's,
0: what's left skiing More. i don't they, I, I don't know
3: uh, anyway, lacrosse,
0: a lacrosse, water polo, maybe is
3: soccer is still pretty white,
0: uh, not nearly as white as those sports curling oh, curling good. is probably a pretty good bet, I don't but know, um, man. that was a historic moment, by the way. I don't know if you know that uh, Kim Davis right there is the first woman of color ever to care about hockey. That has never happened <laughs> in the world, world history before. Uh, I you know It is only because she's paid to care, of course, but first woman of color to care about hockey. But uh but yeah, I, if if hockey's not safe, then nothing is safe. She was uh, brought over from I think JP Morgan Chase in 2017 for the purpose of diversifying the sport. Or diversifying the workforce at least. Uh oh, I was going to grab this, but uh oh, there we go. Okay. I thought maybe he had taken it down, but he didn't. I refreshed and it came back up. Did you see Alec Baldwin's anniversary post oh, on Instagram? Yeah. This
3: was so tone deaf. What was he thinking?
0: So, of course, we've discussed frequently in recent weeks. Uh, it's it's now one one year since Alec Baldwin shot cinematographer Helena Hutchins and director Joel Souza on the set of his movie Rust, killing Hutchins, wounding Souza. Well, on Friday, Alec Baldwin shared a photo of Hutchins on Instagram, captioned, quote, one year ago today. And something of a bizarre commemoration of the event. What happened a year ago today, Uh, Alec? You shot her. I'm trying to actually understand in good faith. I know from his perspective, it was a tragic accident that ended her life. But when you say one year ago today, it it almost has like a celebratory connotation. It's just a bizarre post.
3: And he had to make it about him, too. Uh,
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think someone is curating the comments, but you can still read through and find some savage remarks uh, if you care to. I, uh, I don't have time to do that live now, but uh, the comments are on and available. Now, as we discussed, the uh, DA in Santa Fe County recently said the criminal investigation is nearing conclusion and charges remain possible, if not likely. Charges still possible for Baldwin, says the DA. The Hutchins Hutchins family civil lawsuit against Baldwin was recently settled for an undisclosed amount of money. Well, the heckling of AOC continues. Her uh, town hall events in New York City continue to be protested. And last week, we saw those two hecklers go after AOC for sending aid to Ukraine and increasing the likelihood of nuclear war, in their view. On Wednesday many more hecklers disrupted another one of her events as hecklers chanted aoc has got to go aoc started dancing to mock them at one point somebody actually turned off the lights she was taken out of the room and when she came back she brought out what i guess is her uh, sassy latina accent in response <sighs>
3: Okay. all right, Rosie Perez.
0: (laughs) Well, this time AOC actually did respond on Twitter. Remember last week you scoured her Twitter feed looking for any sort of explanation. This this time I was able to find it right away, so I wasn't subjected to any torture. But uh, AOC did tweet in response, uh, accusing these hecklers of being Westboro Baptist style homophobes. Mm -hmm. So uh, they don't deserve to be taken seriously, she says, because they're all homophobic people and the evidence is apparently that one woman at one point yelled there are only two genders and i guess aoc was talking about some sort of lgbt housing or some sort of community center for gay people and one of the men shouted quote so if i don't have butt sex i don't have a place to live (laughs) this there actually is a video clip of check this out
2: Is that how it goes? No, we're really just true. talking nonsense. You're not answering questions. So if I don't have butt sex, I can't have a place to live. But if I
3: do, that's good. Is that, how it goes? <laughs> that is Sam Hyde level heroism. <laughs> Somebody get that guy a drink. Good for him.
0: He ha- he gives me faith during the fall of the republic. That man. <laughs> now AOC can dismiss that. Oh, they're hateful. So I don't have to. uh I don't have to respond to this. Well, number one your constituents agreement with you or not does not determine your responsibility to them. When you're elected, it's your responsibility to represent and be accountable to all of your constituents, even the ones who have questions about eligibility for housing based on butt sex. Mm -hmm. But that actually sounds like something of an AOC policy position. I've not done my due diligence to find out exactly what she's proposing, but have butt sex and get a free house from the government. Sounds like something straight out of the AOC platform.
3: Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be something when they outright state that?
0: Well, we're not too far off if we're not already there. Hey, the uh, families, the Sandy Hook families who um, I, I got to say, uh, my my sympathy for victim families in yeah. such a situation is is very broad. Uh, yeah. However, based on what I saw after the original uh, judgment for a billion dollars that we talked about last week and some of the rationale offered there. Uh, My patients got a little worn thin. I I thought a billion dollars was a hilarious number. Now they want uh, close to $3 trillion from Alex Jones in punitive damages.
3: You know, I, I thought I had a bottomless well of empathy for people that lose children. But it turns out that my sympathy ran out today, in fact, when I when I read this story about how the Sandy Hook family has asked Connecticut judge for Alex Jones to pay two point seven five trillion (laughs) dollars in damages in addition to the one billion a jury awarded for defamation. So this is the highest possible punitive damage in existence. And it says that this will stop Alex Jones from personally harming. All of them.
0: And um, there's this phrasing, too, I see in the notes, I assume it's from the story, continuing to harm them. Yeah. Now, my understanding is all of the statements at issue are years old, continuing yeah, totally. to harm. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so they came about this figure. Uh, they say that they're entitled to this amount because Jones broke a state law barring the sale of products using false statements. And one person that used to work for Infowars said that they made a billion dollars But I'm not seeing any financial corroboration of that. I don't think that InfoWars has ever made a billion dollars.
0: Well, so their theory is that he sold all of his supplements or whatever through these lies. And that's 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 part of
3: it. And then they said they reached the sum by multiplying the state law's $5,000 per violation fine by the 550 million (laughs) social media exposures that Jones audience received on his Facebook, YouTube and Twitter accounts. In the three years following the shooting. So I presume that's every listen, re-listen, view, whatever. Right. In aggregate by $5,000. So each one of those is a fine. Even if you were the same person that watched something 300 times. Yeah. That is each going to be a $5,000 fine. Um, But Alex Jones claims he's bankrupt and he's vowed not to pay the families a dime. So good for him. And Uh,
0: this is what the families are asking for. There's no indication that, uh, the judge, I believe this is the judge's decision, right? Um, but there's no indication that this is going They've to be. Ask
3: this judge. It, pl- I mean, it doesn't matter that's if the maximum if the judge, possible. Yeah, it but, doesn't matter if the judge grants this anyway. You know, it's amazing to me that something so terrible can happen to you and that you're like, the way I feel better about this irredeemable loss, this horrible, horrible thing that's happened that I'll never get over, is to make it a political issue and see if I can make some money out of it. Shame,
0: yeah, on, I mean, these Shame yeah. on these
3: people. Shame on these people.
0: It's uh, and they, and they can be separate. You know, I can have a, an immense amount of sympathy for the loss, and I hope that nobody ever experiences the sort of loss that these families did, without agreeing to the idea that you should be able to <laughs> sue a person for such hilarious sums for again things that I think are are gray area defamatory. Totally, we can have that debate. Totally. I understand people disagree. I understand people think that Alex Jones is. Uh, legally liable, as we talked about last week. That's fine. Uh, When we start getting into these billion trillion dollar numbers, we are not in any sort of uh, proportionate world. We are just in people weaponizing the legal system to try to get their enemies. And it is weird to process grief in that way. I'm sorry. It is. It's strange. It's so bizarre. Um,
3: Gosh. And we live in such upside down world. And I'm I'm reading about all these, you know, these um, these falsely convicted people, these stories that were totally believable that ended up being bullshit. So now I'm in this headspace where I'm like, was Sandy Hook a false flag?
0: <laughs> well, careful. We're going to owe a trillion dollars. and we are, not, thinking,
3: we are not influential enough to be sued for defamation. Multiply it's every
0: view happen. we've ever had times $5,000 and we're I in a know. lot of trouble. Now, at this They'll point, I up. figure it might be a fair solution. Just have Alex Jones settle the national debt. That
1: seems
3: everybody <laughs> yeah.
0: kind of wins. I know Alex is in trouble still, but most... We're not going to settle the national debt by cutting spending. Just have Alex Jones pay the bill. I think we could take care of our problems. We might be able to solve inflation that way too.
3: (laughs) Yeah, really. But they have to realize that they're drawing people towards uh, these um, conspiracy theories about Sandy Hook. This is clearly popularized. This lawsuit has popularized Alex Jones' idea far more. And certainly today. If this lawsuit
0: never came out, this idea would have been long dead. Yeah. It has certainly revived it far beyond mm-hmm. what it would have been anyway all right let's talk about uh the uh the corpse that is Joe Biden Biden gave an interview to uh, MSNBC's Jonathan Capehart through Joy Reed's show on Friday and the supposed headline is that Biden is saying he intends to run again for re-election in 2024 though he is not committed still that's the the supposed headline, the actual headline is that when he was asked if he'll run again, Joe Biden appeared to fall asleep momentarily or not off. Or like I said, maybe they shut the power down. Maybe he had a Pfizer stroke. I don't know. Maybe it was just a regular old person stroke. Whatever happened, uh, he he all but shut down, struggling to answer a very basic question.
1: I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention, my intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision.
0: Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh,
1: Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. Uh, that I uh that, that we're that we're doing something very important.
0: Okay.
3: Oh, good Lord. Can you imagine him in four
0: years? (laughs) Can I imagine him tomorrow? And that's the hilarious thing is Biden says, well, if you think I've slowed down, just watch me. As part of this same interview, he said, number one, voter concerns about his age are totally legitimate, which is, I believe, a flipping of his usual script. He used to say that you shouldn't be asking such questions. Now he says those questions are legit, but he says if you have questions about his age, just watch him. He says, I think the best way to make judgment is to, you know, watch me. Am I slowing up? Do I have the same pace? No. <laughs> Clearly you're not. You're an
3: old man. Yeah.
0: Clearly not. Um,
3: uh, do you think that all these elites really took the vaccine, though?
0: Uh, as in you're asking about Biden specifically or just, well, everyone involved. All of his, these people. Everybody his involved. puppet masters and him.
3: Yeah. So they tested on eight mice. They don't test transmissibility. I know this is this is tangential, but um, I've been thinking about this a lot. and." I'm not seeing any major elitists suffering from vaccine injury. The people I'm seeing suffer from vaccine injury are athletes. They are comedians. They're regular.
0: I've seen like low tier celebrities, yeah, but but I've not seen like a Bill Gates. I've not seen a Klaus Schwab. I've not seen a Joe Biden. Because people
3: point. aren't dumb, they they wouldn't take an untested vaccine that they thought was going to induce hmm. injury amongst the amongst the general population.
0: You know what else is a good conspiracy theory on quote unquote conspiracy theory on that topic that I cut from the show tonight, but I find interesting. Someone went back and tried to find where Tiffany Dover is, that nurse who was the first to healthcare professional nurse. to yeah. take the vaccine on camera and she passed out. She has disappeared off the face of the earth. Now some people yeah, think that- she's
3: dead; her heart exploded.
0: i mean nobody knows but it could also be that she was just paid to shut the hell up and go away that's also a plausible explanation but the idea that she just disappeared voluntarily for no reason seems Mm. unlikely
3: she did not get a saline injection (laughs) she got the real deal the old heart killer and
0: then the other thing that was interesting about this exchange here are you planning on running again well jill thinks i should uh Okay. Okay. That's, that's a that's a bizarre first <laughs> yeah. point to make. I, I'm under. I Dr. don't think Doctor
3: Biden. That, I thought he, for a second that he was asking about the doctor that that yeah. is in charge of the Bidens. Like, is is he going to clear you yeah. for? <laughs> for
0: I don't term. think that Jill is the puppet master of this entire operation. But I think whenever he has these old man moments that seem to reveal too much, I think that there is some truth to it. Yeah. And I think that that might have been a little bit revealing. That that listen, it's not my decision. My my wife really wants me to. I'm not in charge here. Don't ask me. That's a common theme of his old man commentary. So that I I interpret that to mean we haven't decided yet, but by we, I mean them, the people who operate me, the people who are currently messing with all the, uh, the wires in my back and they got one crossed. And that's why I shut down for a moment. Well, I suppose in Biden's defense though, um, it has, he slowed down a bit or is he looking rough Uh, Compared to whom or compared to what? Because compared to John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, Biden might look like he is in excellent condition, uh, as we talked about last week with John Fetterman's uh, NBC interview. But uh, very few midterm candidates thus far have wanted to appear with Biden at all. It's been something of a strange midterm campaign season in that way. Uh, Incumbent presidents are often a liability. That's not necessarily unusual. But as we'll get to, Biden is making far fewer, in fact, since Labor Day, no public campaign appearances with midterm candidates, other governors or congressional candidates. But he did appear with John Fetterman. And I say appear with because they were both at the same event and briefly acknowledged one another. But this was not like a John Fetterman rally in uh, any kind of traditional campaign sense. This was actually an event in Pittsburgh where Biden promoted his infrastructure bill and John Fetterman was there and John Fetterman was wearing a suit, which is a strange break from his usual hoodie to hide his lumpy neck. And, uh, and it made his lumpy head and neck actually look way too small for his lumpy body, which created all sorts of hilarious uh, memes and Photoshop adaptations. But the really bizarre thing here was that Biden barely even mentioned Fetterman at all. Fetterman never took the stage. He just sat in the audience. And as we'll get to, he, he wouldn't even talk to anybody. And what Biden had to say about Fetterman and at this event overall was like usual, somewhat botched. He, he just thanked Fetterman for running. Hey, thank you for running. And he said uh, Fetterman's wife, Giselle, is going to make uh, she's going to be great in the Senate. Is what uh, he said. Biden also promoted his million, billion, trillion, bajillion dollar infrastructure bill. And uh, like usual, he struggled to find his way off the stage as well. And like I said, when a reporter tried to ask John Fetterman a question, then his wife intervenes. We're not doing questions today, just like
2: every day.
1: (laughs) A once in a generation investment. And roads, highways, bridges, railroads, ports, airports, and so much more—over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. And John, thank you uh, very much for uh, for running. I really do appreciate it. And Zell, you're gonna you're gonna be a great uh, a great lady in the Senate.
0: No, this way, that way. No, no. Where's the ghost? Who's hand do I it?
2: mr Uh, fetterman are are you satisfied with the progress of the bridge
3: god is that guy a product of incest marriage
0: Uh, i don't know i haven't done the research
3: oh you see his head ears shoulders face (laughs) did you see his everything freak total (laughs) freak show
0: now, in defense of Joe Biden, uh, that may have sounded like something of a sounded like kind of a botched quote talking about the infrastructure bill. He was actually talking about how much money Alex Jones owes. <laughs> that's that's what that was. Over
1: A trillion, two hundred billion dollars.
0: So uh, that wasn't it. That wasn't the uh, end of the uh, festivities, though. Fetterman and Governor Tom Wolf also joined Biden getting some food out on the town And a reporter asked Biden why no other candidates want to be seen with him publicly like this. And Biden mumbled that really, actually, everyone wants to hang out with him. This reporter is wrong. Mr. Fetterman, why did you decide to appear with Biden now? Why did you decide to appear together now? Sir, why don't more candidates want to be seen in public with you like Mr. Fetterman?
1: What are you talking about?
0: tim ryan in ohio said he doesn't want you there warnock said wouldn't say do you think they're making a mistake
1: no they're about 16 there i've already gone in for yet and a lot more have asked another 20 or so, so right, i'm so gonna be doing it it's
0: hard to tell what he's saying
3: what what did he just say
0: he said something like i've done 16 events and 20 more have asked something like that oh good lord um uh, But uh, but the point remains, uh, no, not that many. He has not done that many events and not that many have asked or maybe that many have asked, but he's just not participating. Um, And um, this is actually noted in The New York Times talking about Biden's lack of participation in traditional campaign events um, leading up to the midterm. Uh, New York Times says Biden has not held a campaign rally since before Labor Day. And Again, this is how I know that Fetterman is going to win. They're just laughing at us like we can't even see this. Knowing that we do see it and uh, and it doesn't matter. There's no really from Fetterman's perspective. I don't think there's any sense in putting him in this situation. But they do it anyway because they can. So I have to believe that's either because uh, they (laughs) well, it just implies to me that they know something like we have the fortification in place. Uh, Clown world commands this. So it will be (laughs) it will happen. It is decreed. Fetterman will win and i just i get the feeling like they're just laughing at us while doing this yeah. that's why i'm convinced yeah. the events that he has done joe biden has done he says i've done 16 20 more want me to hang out yeah it's uh it's all great <laughs> the events that uh he's talking about according to the new york times are either closed door fundraisers or generic events like this promoting the infrastructure bill they're not election focused campaign events with candidates and the way we've We would usually expect to see the New York Times, uh, the New York Times notes in its reporting. Mr. Biden's plans for the final stretch of the election season are in stark contrast with those of his immediate predecessors in both parties. Trump Mm. held 26 rallies in October 2018, including nine in the final four days of the midterm elections that year. Obama held 16 campaign rallies in October 2010, even though his personal approval rating was about the same then, 44 percent as Biden's is now. So. Yeah, we have a, a somewhat unpopular, well, in both cases, an unpopular incumbent president. But in in the last uh, two midterm, well, this was 2010, but in recent midterm cycles, we've still had presidents viewed as unpopular going out on the campaign trail and trying to help their congressional candidates. In this case, they, they aren't except for Fetterman. It's like, why <laughs> Fetterman is the worst possible person to put him out there with because other people might be able to help compensate for Biden's shortcomings. Fetterman and Biden together is like
3: double intellectual deficit. What are they going to do? What could possibly go right?
0: How could this ever work out? Yikes. But they're doing it anyway because they know that Fetterman will win. Meanwhile, um, Biden is still trying to claim that uh, he's an economic success as president, despite all the available evidence. And this week he, um, he said to remember that gas prices are slightly, uh, well, he's, an, he's a success because gas prices are slightly lower than the all time highs that they reached uh, just a few months back under his watch. And you have to remember all the problems that he inherited from Trump.
1: We're starting to see some of the good news on the economy. Gas prices are down sharply, state unemployment was all time lows in 11 states. The election is not a referendum, it's a choice. And the Republicans can criticize my economic record, but look at what I've inherited. And what I've done.
3: What is he talking about? Look at what he's inherited. The, the economy by every measure, even admitted by the Biden administration, is clearly weaker.
0: Well, they only measure relative to like March of 2020. Everything started then. And perhaps you think, to your point, uh, you might look at the charts and you might see every uh, consumer price index on inflation has increased with uh, with a lot of precision starting in January of 2021, as though something significant happened to cause all of this to change at that particular date. Uh, and a reporter asked Corrine Jean-Pierre this week about that. Hey, inflation really took off starting when Biden took office. And Corrine Jean-Pierre says, no, no, you don't understand. When Biden took office, he signed the American rescue plan. Oh. Eighteen months ago, when the President took office, inflation and gas prices started rising. Now. Well, eighteen
3: months ago, uh, the President signed the American Rescue Rescue Plan more than uh, about back in April uh, of twenty twenty one. Oh, good lord!
0: <laughs> Thank you for making the critics' point that yeah your your policy decisions were negatively consequential.
3: Was that supposed to be some sort of refutation?
0: Yeah, the line that they're going with now is that all of Biden's economic moves have yet to kick in, including the rescue plan. The rescue is coming. It's just, uh, well, it might be up to two years until you actually get the rescue. And things will have to get way worse. Uh, it's it's sort of like being stranded on a mountaintop and you're you're getting hypothermic and you're starving and you're dehydrated and the rescue party is in the helicopter and they're pointing and laughing at you saying, just hang on. We'll be back next year once the yeah. rescue kicks in. That's what we're waiting for. Well, uh, Stacey Abrams has the uh, the argument uh, or a better argument for managing inflation. Uh, of course, she's running again for governor. Uh, of georgia against incumbent governor who she ran against uh, last time in 2018 brian kemp now Stacey abrams was talking about abortion on msnbc's morning joe and the host said that voters don't care as much about abortion as they do daily costs like food and gas and abrams said that abortions help manage inflationary costs because unwanted kids of course cost you money
1: But while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with?
2: But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child it's important for us to have both and conversations we also have to talk about what a governor can do a governor can address housing prices a governor can address the cost of education a governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hard-working georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy
3: wow it's amazing how she was able to spearhead her issue into a completely unrelated topic talk about tangential
0: she's doubled down on it on twitter by the way, as well. You're ridiculous if you criticize this, but there's all the arguments
3: for abortion. The financial one is perhaps the, the weakest and the most offensive.
0: Yeah. To double down on the, well, if you can't afford the kid, you should be, uh, it's perfectly legitimate and understandable to kill um, the kid. Also, uh, I was, I was, uh, talking with some, some listeners before the stream and one of them made the point, uh, it's you know different than the abortion issue, which is important. but the idea that you only care about inflation if you have children uh, put me back five years when children weren't a part of my life or part of my plan. I, I
3: still care. Yeah I
0: would still very much care about, about inflation. Um, but she she says that you can't separate a child from the financial costs that that child brings. Well, that's true. Children do carry responsibility but who's the one trying to create that separation that would be you yeah. Stacy saying that yeah. well yeah. if you're uh, if you if you don't accept the financial responsibility go ahead and kill that kid i, I if you if you can't if you can't deal with the responsibility go ahead and end that end that life that you created and you bear responsibility for you don't get to kill people who are financially inconvenient to you in no other context is that morally acceptable that would be the unfair separation of that responsibility. Oh, how dare you yeah, guys separate exactly. the economic responsibility from from this life. You are doing that. You are doing that right now. And there's another point. She may let's talk about what a governor can do. Notice what she lists. Okay, none, none of it has anything to do with protecting your rights. It has everything to do with government seizing control of industry and redistributing wealth. Government can get you a house. Government can get you an education. Government can give you everything from all your wildest dreams. No, it can't. Fails every time it tries and has no moral basis to do those things. I, I But you're the crazy one if you have criticisms of this uh, particular yeah, clip. Yeah, exactly. The fact checkers are circling the wagons. Have you seen them? Uh, Jezebel through Yahoo says, no, Stacey Abrams didn't say abortion can solve inflation. Well, that's true. She didn't use the word solve. That was used, uh, I think, in a, an RNC research tweet. They said uh, Abrams says unrestricted abortion on demand can help solve inflation. That's not the language that she used. I'll grant that point.
3: It's clearly what was inferred, though.
0: Well, she said that you you should be able to avoid responsibility for your actions by killing your kid. And she said that that uh, you can help manage your financial burdens. Yeah. By killing your kid. Yeah. She didn't say that it makes inflation go away for the country. I get that. That would be an inaccurate statement. But personally, she absolutely said that abortion helps you personally manage inflation. If yeah. you have to pick she between. Definitely said that. Yeah. Between groceries and killing your kid. Um, anyway. Well, <laughs> do you have any other thoughts on Stacey Abrams?
3: No, I mean, I, I knew that they were going to, they were going to do this with every issue. Just, it's all about abortion. They're Do a see, death cult. This is a death cult.
0: I, I saw the clip. I didn't save it for the show, but uh, but Nancy Pelosi was on, I think, ABC's Sunday show this morning, asked about inflation. And she said, whenever people talk about inflation, we have to shift the topic. We have to talk about something else. And her reasoning was because inflation is a global issue. Everyone's dealing with inflation. So it's really irrelevant
3: that's not true
0: we have to talk about cost of living is what she said but I, I, to me those are kind of interchangeable was that things.
3: inextricably linked yeah. to inflation what what the right. hell is she talking about
0: but it's 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 it is pretty amazing the degree to which they say the quiet part out loud like that oh we don't talk about inflation we talk about something else um yeah or or in this case that that if you don't feel like you have the money for the kid you are perfectly justified in killing the kid
3: it's incredible how they're actually using this to act like they have the moral high ground, like the mass slaughter of innocent, non-consenting children. And, and this is going to be the hill that they die on because they're better people than us. It's just this is satanic.
0: Well, and they always use the language of force, too. She said forced pregnancy.
3: Yeah. But they're she's so talking about all pregnancies. Consent, but, yeah. but they don't care about the consent of the child to be killed by its by its mother. Like, like, what are they? What are they talking about? Consent constantly, and and we we talked about the the rape statistics and everything resulting in abortion. Um, almost all abortions, we've said this so many times. Almost all abortions are elective for financial reasons. Almost all, yeah. The
0: stats are insane. It's like ninety five plus percent, something like that. N-
3: yes, and if you include that and sex selection, uh, rape, incest, and health of the mother amount to, I think, less than 05 percent. So ninety nine point five percent of all of them are for for stupid, totally non-negotiable reasons. Yeah.
0: Well, if all of this sounds like terrible policy, from all the inflationary policy to the abortion ideas, all of that, at least it's not as bad as what was formerly called ultra-maga. Remember, that was the focus group-tested buzzword or buzz phrase a few weeks ago, ultra-maga. All the extremist Republicans are ultra-maga. Well, apparently they've already ditched that. Now it's mega-maga. You know, sure everything is more expensive your real wages are down your retirement is down 25 plus percent you may have skipped your family vacation because you can't afford gas or plane tickets whatever but it could be worse uh it could be mega maga trickle down joe biden says
1: <laughs> it's mega maga trickle down mega maga trickle down
0: oh okay well i want to congratulate him on successfully saying mega Maka trickle down twice that's actually kind of hard it's a bit of a tongue twister big accomplishment yeah. for him
3: if anybody was going to screw it up it would have been him
0: well uh he said watch him if you doubt his abilities watch him and he did succeed there i got to give him credit uh, besides uh, uh biden taking care of uh all the other important issues to earn your vote he uh He invited the most prominent blue check trannies uh, over to the White House to give them cookies, or at least one prominent blue check tranny. Uh, This week, Biden invited trans activist and TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney to the White House for an interview, which I'm told is supposed to debut today. I have not seen the interview, but that was the premise for the visit. It's day
2: 222 of being a girl. I'm in Washington, D.C., and I'm going to the White House to speak to the president of the United States. Oh, it's the trans flag colors. Cute, right? Do you think I just knock on the front door? Let's go. The president of the United States gave me a cookie. He gave me a cookie in the Oval Office. Now, here's the question. Do I eat it or do I save it? It has a seal. The fact that our president has watched Days of Girlhood, it's kind of epic. Hmm.
3: This is so insulting. This is making me the total feminist. Like You don't understand <laughs> what it's like being a woman.
0: He, he doesn't. He obviously does not. But he's going to make a TikTok series called being a girl chronicling yeah. his transition. And he's going to tell you that he knows everything about the feminine experience, just like you do.
3: Yeah, it's it's so laughable.
0: You, you talk about being a feminist. The truth is there is something inherently different about the human experience of a woman from a man. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. If there's any merit to the feminist ideology, it's that. But that's the idea. It's worth protecting that femininity has some inherent value we ought to uphold instead we just make a joke of it and anybody can do it if they want to by putting on a costume and they should go to the white house they they deserve the attention of our our president just for putting on that costume
3: yeah yeah that is the beauty of this whole thing though is that at the end at the end of all of this uh women's rights are going to be uh destroyed one way or another there's so no such thing as 18... women how could the... yeah is i know that, yeah it's not the way I expected this movement to get destroyed, but it's how it's gonna work. Until out. until
0: the the Muslims come in with their with their swords on horseback like the Dothraki and re- yeah. return return order. What are those like big curved kind of like Arabic swords?
3: You <laughs> yeah, know, like really. the
0: Aladdin swords. What are those called?
3: <laughs> I have no idea. They're kind of
0: like a sword machete uh, combo. they're <laughs> someone tell me like shaped like a crescent moon, you know. We should be
3: maybe supporting the tranny movement at this point. Well,
0: it's the it's it's the accelerationist position, the collapsitarian position. I get it. In fact, um, turning the White House into a mental institution was apparently the president's uh, or is part of the president's entire midterm pitch on Friday. All of your favorite blue check idiots attended dozens of them. Here's the photo. Every soy grin and deceptively filtered fat chick you constantly see promoted on Twitter telling you that actually the times are great. And if your wallet says otherwise, well, you're the idiot. Let's see. We're coming up toward the uh, top of the hour, and I have plenty more to talk about with Biden here, so I'll have to hustle up. But, uh, you know, if if your wallet is hurting in that way, uh, increased gas prices, increased food costs, maybe it'll be uh, awfully hard for you to get uh, a new Xbox, for example, for your kids this Christmas. Well, don't worry. In New York City, they have plenty of Xboxes for all the illegal immigrants. Check out the accommodations at the new immigrant reception tent city in New York.
2: When migrants first walk in after intake, they will see a recreational room set up with rows of couches, TVs, Xboxes, and board games. There will also be a phone bank so migrants can connect with family in order to find more permanent housing. Next, there is a cafeteria that will provide migrants with three meals a day, and snacks, coffee, and tea will be available 24-7.
0: Those meals are all culturally appropriate. It is
2: uh, South American fare. The menu rotates on a regular basis.
0: Oh, thank God. The meals are culturally appropriate.
3: This is so much better than the accommodations for homeless white people in America. Oh,
0: yeah. But try it, as we were talking about on Wednesday. If someone lives down there and wants to try to get in here with uh, U.S. citizen documentation, I want to see what happens. Uh, You can't play Xbox there, I suspect. But imagine the injustice if they dared serve these people pizza or sub sandwiches.
3: Yeah, really? They have
0: authentic South American cuisine.
3: It's a rotating menu.
0: Yes, they wouldn't want them to get bored. Uh, And and these are the accommodations just for the single male illegal immigrants who arrive. 500 just this week from Governor Abbott sending them from Texas. The women and children are sent to hotels, apparently. And supposedly this is a a short-term solution, but while permanent housing is sought, this is going to be something like Martha's Vineyard, they say. Welcome, but get the hell out tomorrow. They're saying they hope that immigrants only stay for four days, but they acknowledge they will not be kicking anybody out. So... Let's see how this goes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Biden is also draining the uh, strategic oil reserve. Remember, he did a million barrels a day from the strategic oil reserve for 180 days. That has now uh, expired or is very near its end. And so prior to the midterm here, he's announced he's uh, another 15 million barrels. So another 15 days of a million barrels a day, which, of course, gets us right past November 8th. He says it has nothing to do. It's not politically motivated at all. But I guarantee after November 8th, he doesn't give a shit about the Saudis anymore. He doesn't give a shit about the Strategic Oil Reserve anymore. Or maybe he will. Um, Of course, it didn't meaningfully lower gas prices this summer. It's not going to meaningfully lower gas prices right now. But the Strategic Oil Reserve is now at its lowest level in 40 years. So some might say that's part of the plan. Maybe they will uh, bring it to even lower depths.
3: What are we going to do? What's going to happen?
0: Well, and the, the diesel shortage is also very concerning. Apparently, there's only like a, a month or less worth of diesel hanging around. And if we are don't we have looking diesel, at
3: a Mad Max-esque future.
1: Well,
0: yeah. Uh, if you don't have diesel to move things around, you're going to have uh, people fighting for scarce resources. And that gets messy very quickly. Uh, Also, if you're counting on a student loan bailout from uh, Joe Biden, hold on for now. The Department of Education did finally release uh, an initial form to fill out for the bailout online this week. But late in the week, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals put any debt cancellation on hold while the court considers the challenge. Now, remember, there are several cases challenging the bailout. This one is the one coming from six Republican state attorneys general. Biden uh, has until Monday to respond in court, and then the attorneys general will have an opportunity to respond. So there could be some more movement this week, but there is no movement over the weekend as Biden had reportedly originally planned. Now, this suit was dismissed by a lower court for lack of standing. In a separate case from a Wisconsin taxpayer group, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett declined uh, to have the Supreme Court hear that case earlier in the week. They're two different cases. But it was for the same reason, a sort of lack of standing um, reason. Remember, in general, taxpayers do not have standing against even completely made up lawless moves like this one. There's got to be a specific claim of harm for the courts to consider it. But that's the problem. When every single taxpayer and citizen is harmed by a government that ignores the constitutional separation of powers, specifically financially, without court oversight there's no recourse other than the big bird costume so (sighs) i I don't know what we're supposed to do here for the standing reason as i've mentioned a few weeks ago i'm not optimistic that these lawsuits are going to succeed but for now it does remain possible that biden never does a damn thing about the student debt and just fools everyone into scraping their votes before the midterm and never actually does the debt cancellation that's still a possibility also Mm. the uh the experts at the CDC, they want your kid to get the vaccine as a term to go to school.
3: Yeah, um I wonder if this is going to become state law. It of course uh is totally going to. But the CDC um in a unanimous vote. I was actually shocked by this. I thought that at least, you know, one
0: person They had they had their masks on. You know they, they yeah, had, I was I trying to find the image. I didn't have but they had their masks on on a Zoom call to do the vote. I don't have the image handy, but it happened that way. <sighs>
3: so they put it on the vaccine schedule including the booster for children six months and older as well as adults um yeah uh, this was the advisory committee on immunization practices so for those of you that that don't know the immunization schedule is normies that don't know anything about vaccines just go in and like get whatever is on the, the schedule uh so it's going to include all of those people plus um individuals uh are going to be subjected to whatever state regulation decides about enforcement here. And so I would imagine that anybody that fell for the COVID nonsense, any state, is going to put this on the vaccine schedule and it's going to be mandatory for school attendance, for for, for attendance for basically any group activity.
0: You're seeing a lot of uh, Republican governors push back. Both of our governors have, for example, in Montana and Idaho. And so that's good. But you will see a lot of the same dynamic that we saw with a lot of the, the mask recommendations and other lockdown things. The yeah. CDC issues recommendations. State agencies go, well, we just follow the CDC. And so what you hear from the state agency is don't blame us, it's CDC recommendation. And then you go to the yeah. CDC and they say, don't blame us, states have autonomy to make these decisions. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a mechanism for everybody to point the finger of accountability at somebody else. At
3: somebody else. You'll probably right. see
0: a similar dynamic here. I'd imagine in, in solidly red states, you will you won't see this at all, but in purple states, blue states, it will now be a condition for your child to go to public school uh, that they have to have not just the vaccine. You said it's the booster. Do they have to be boosted on a frequent basis?
3: Uh, let's see. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. OK. Well, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, did you have any more to say about that?
3: Uh, I mean, has there ever been any more reason to homeschool your kids?
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, uh, they, they make a compelling case each and every day. Uh, lastly, uh, as Biden keeps, uh, keeps up with the wonderful policy decisions, he might try to meddle in the, the Elon Musk Twitter deal.
3: Yeah. I knew that the government would step in if, uh, if this was allowed to go through. So nothing has happened yet, but U.S. officials have grown uncomfortable over Musk's recent threat to stop supplying Starlink to Ukraine because he's saying it's cost him $80 million thus far. Um, and he's had some pro-Putin tweets. So they're, they're getting a little bit worried about about it. Um, also, he's going to buy Twitter apparently with a group of foreign investors. So they've got this government loophole where they can review his ventures and what they do is they go through this this governing body, the Committee on Foreign Investments. Um, and I think that they probably can put a stop to this if too much of the deal is vested in a foreign interest, which it might be. But he's smart, so he probably has already figured this out.
2: Hmm.
3: I bet it's a, it's a lesser interest.
0: Isn't that telling, too, if true? And again, this is the sort of report that's like people with knowledge say. Yeah. But if it is the case that... that- us regulators or by the biden administration exercising what regulatory power they have is based not on any sort of principle about you know monopolies or protecting the marketplace it's just we don't like what he said about ukraine and or we don't like if he decides not to supply certain things to ukraine or not we don't like his decision to do whatever he wants with his own stuff Therefore, we will weaponize what regulatory power we have to meddle with this other thing that's actually unrelated to that. Yeah. If that is what's going on. I mean, what a what a perfect example of how they handle pretty much everything. Nothing is based oh, yeah. on any sort of principle. It's just weaponizing everything to get the people you don't like.
3: I do worry about trusting him too much. However, I I can't imagine that he has not foreseen this virtual inevitability that the government's going to get involved so I bet um, that the Saudi involvement is is under some sort of threshold that allows them to do this. Otherwise, he probably would not be tweeting about this Starlink thing, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it seems like he's made some pretty good moves here. And, and I, I agree that I'm not going to trust Elon Musk to save the world. But based on what I've heard him say, it seems like he has the right ideas at heart. And I'll allow him to earn my trust and my loyalty. I, I can't imagine Twitter getting worse under his leadership. But now, now he's saying he's basically going to gut the company too. I saw a report that he's going to fire seventy five
3: percent of staff. Yeah,
0: yeah, which which you basically have to. Otherwise, right. you have all these people carrying over from the prior leadership who are probably going to sabotage or undermine the company if you allow them to stick around.
3: Wouldn't it be funny if government investigation into undermining the deal drove down Twitter stock to such <sighs> a level that he um, spent half as much as he initially had anticipated? On would the be
0: hilarious if they actually helped him accidentally yeah anyway on uh, top of the hour good time for a break let's catch up with our chatters
3: sure i'll reload this i'm
0: gonna give a quick refresh as well uh i'll start here robin d Banks says listen knuckle hunky buck your comments rival and sometimes even surpass mine and while I, it's reassuring that as long as you have a face i'll always have somewhere to sit i just want to be friends so the battle between Hunky Buck and Robin continues. continues. Robin also says, Blonde, uh, you put out a vid, uh, Blonde put out a video yesterday. You should all go watch after the show. Blonde, this is your first I've heard of the, or this is about the first I've heard of the Innocence Project. Could you give a quick really? explanation of them and what they do? I'll be back in a half hour.
3: Yeah, really? Uh, the Innocence Project is a group um, that supposedly only takes cases where there is substantial DNA or uh, corroborating evidence that's um, exonerating for people that have been sitting in prison and have basically uh, used all of the resources to get out of jail. They have taken some cases where the person is clearly innocent, but recently they have become this woke group that is just getting black people off that are clearly guilty of um, of murdering white people. It happened with Julius Jones. Uh, it's happened with a number of cases and it's become A pattern at this point. So, what could be an organization used for good has uh, been infiltrated by people that have nefarious intent. And now they are um, letting people out of jail that are going to make millions of dollars on book deals and are perfect candidates for recidivism, Eliza Fletcher style recidivism. Uh, Nobody seems to give a fuck about that or the victims' families. And it's happening all the time. Thank you, Kim Kardashian. You are the Antichrist.
0: If Adnan or whatever his name is does it again, Will we get a serial two, in which case, yeah, really. they, <laughs> will they, Will we do the whole process over again.
3: He's, I don't think he's going, he's a candidate for recidivism actually, because hmm. this was like an honor killing style thing. And he has so much heat on him that I just don't think he would. And he also is going to make so much money off of a book deal. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of these people clearly can't control their violent impulses. So I can't imagine that some of them don't uh, commit again, commit offense again.
0: Kevin Flanagan's ghost says some illegal, uh, guy in france molested and killed a 12 year old girl chopped her up and stuffed her in a box and the girl's parents are behaving like molly tibbett's dad what happened to (sighs) western parents sense of justice and protective instincts i did see that case i don't know the specifics about it but uh but i've I've seen the headlines yeah it sounds absolutely horrible do you know anything about that case?
3: no it's funny actual justice warrior and i were talking about this when we got offline last night but like if i get murdered and i i am talking like Blood feud is what I want. I want this this perpetrator's family head spikes off. wolves. <laughs> exactly, kill their whole family. I don't. I don't care who they are, <laughs> innocent, guilty. Um, I I will never forgive somebody. So don't think that you can forgive them if I get murdered by them. Blood feud, head spikes
0: <laughs> Hatfield McCoys for sure. Uh, sounds yeah. like excellent fan fiction, Susan. What a great inspired adaptation of the show but what
3: is this do people think that the, the 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 families of these victims think that the victim wanted that wanted this person to be forgiven it's like no your kid got chopped up by some illegal immigrant where are your pitchforks
0: uh that that's a question i think that applies to a lot of context currently where are the feathers where's the mm-hmm. uh yeah. well just are the feathers i'm gonna leave it at that where are the big bird costumes Injured Guardian says, stop censoring me, Susan. Is there a word or character limit on Super Chats? Does the amount of money make a difference? There is a character limit. I, is it 200? Something like it's about a tweet's length. Something like that. But I don't think that the amount makes any kind of difference as far as I'm yeah, aware. Yeah, it doesn't. Metal Rules V, and thank you for supporting the show. Metal Rules V says, the Senate race is heating up in Pennsylvania. Dr. Wizard of Oz and Uncle Fetterman are literally running neck and neck. <laughs> neck and... Gross. Extra neck, you might say. Yeah, uh, Ibot PN. Uh, no note. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. You want to take over? Buck.
1: over? PayPal needs two hundred trillion two hundred billion dollars. I'm thanks, Ibot. Probably makes for a
3: really <laughs> annoying listening experience for everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, PayPal needs to take twenty five hundred dollars from Robin D. Banks for spreading misinformation about me. I'm not smiling. It's more of a menacing grimace. Do you two? I like. I feel like they have some some sexual energy. I don't
0: know. Too. I, I want to know if they're communicating, not through super chat. Are you guys actually messaging privately? Are you coordinating this, or is it strictly a super chat based relationship?
3: I want to know. Are you guys banging?
0: This is this is a first. I mean, we've had a lot of interesting community developments in the show. I don't know that we've ever had a super chat dialogue in this way. This is something that's new. Mm.
3: Robin D Banks, Matt, and I once made the record scratch and knuckle buck has me chained to a radiator in his basement in my underwear and he's smiling at me and holding an axe. Please send help.
0: Wow. Okay. Um
3: she's one of our best super chatters, so we probably should send help to protect our financial interest.
0: Okay. I Hold suppose more. that would be a wise investment, yeah.
3: Hi, Truth Seekers. We all know that people lie, but was there a point in life when you realized how far they would persist in one? Uh, like to cover a lie to cover double down deny what is plain evidence etc um Hmm. when did i realize that people would never admit
0: well there's personal context and there's political context i think the most insane dig your heels in lies to me politically were maybe the kavanaugh stuff yeah that that was was pretty bad i'm trying to think of uh there are there are broad political lies, but the Kavanaugh thing was so personal and so clearly manufactured. Yeah. Um, and of course, in personal, in, in friendships or re- relationships, you'll have people maintain lies for all sorts of social reasons. Um, I think it just has to do with the, the <laughs> consequence. Well, has to do with two things. One, a desire for power. And two, a fear of the consequences for the truth's exposure. But I think these days it's just, it's a... It's less about a fear of getting caught and more just about using lies as a tool to obtain power, I think is what we're it's a valuable at.
3: lesson, though, because lies can be used lies that everybody knows are lies can be used as a valuable tool to gain power. And I think that if we don't utilize that, then we're going to um we're gonna lose.
0: Well, it's a dangerous game to put the truth as a secondary priority. That is uh that is playing with fire. That is how That's you create true. suffering for everyone. What is
3: that V for Vendetta quote? Like um artists use lies to tell the truth and politicians use lies to suppress the truth. I'm screwing
0: that up. I can't remember. I God. can't remember exactly, but it's God. probably some reverse thing. Like Could have
3: that. been so profound. Yeah. And I just yeah. It's a great Daniel Kunkel.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh The CDC gave Big Pharma a blank check over the totally not Wuhan flu with additional liability shielding requiring the poke for kids who are practically immune. Was I the only one not surprised? Of course not. Hmm. I hate way, to toot my own horn. Actually, I love tooting my own horn, but we talked about this like in like March 2020.
2: Oh, good
3: for you. You know,
0: some of us were afraid we. of coronavirus. In February I'm a, I was a
3: pregnant hypochondriac. <laughs> yeah.
0: But in your defense, I don't think that you were ever like uh, that you were ever vaccine aggressive. You were never. No. Yeah. You were worried about the virus early, early, but not like
3: two weeks. Yeah. Come on. I was I worried know. about it for two weeks and I was yeah. pregnant.
0: Uh, um, oh, quick, by the I way, Daniel Kunkel, not the same as Knuckle Hunky Buck. Two different guys. I want. Oh, yeah. I yeah. just want everyone aware they sound similar, but they're not the same.
3: Um, Robin D. Banks, Blonde and I once made ear, ear. Now Knuckle Hunky Buck has me tied to a giant log at a lumber mill getting fed through a rotary saw. The blades are getting closer and closer. Send help. Okay. I don't know. The fact that he moved you so, so quickly from a radiator yeah. to a... I mean I gotta hand it to the guy. He's swift um david c i just watched bundy on tim pool the, sh- the after show was even better wow i didn't know what happened to them i encourage y'all to listen and try to interview him mm. uh let's go governor bundy i actually think this might be bad maybe we should try to interview him it might be I, bad I should, for his campaign though
0: i i guess it creates hit piece opportunity but so does tim pool to a lot of people uh and <laughs> and quite frankly uh um Ammon bundy creates hip hit piece opportunity for himself so i'm sure he probably wouldn't I've never heard him say anything
3: racial, though. I I think it would be bad if he was associated with me. If you guys do that, I should not be there.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll reach out to I uh, as I mentioned, I've not listened to uh, Bundy's interview on Tim Pool. I would like to. I don't know that much about the Bundy family beyond the generals of their land dispute with the feds. But as I've said, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like to make assumptions, but if you are an enemy of the feds, you're probably doing something right. So I I would like to hear what he has to say.
3: Agreed. Um, We should probably circle back, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, we can do that. Let me uh, I'm going to mark where I left off so that uh, I don't lose it like I have in the recent past. Thank you guys for your chats. We'll come back to them toward the end of the show.
3: Um, I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: And we will get back into the news, uh, starting with the prison sentence for Steve Bannon.
3: Yeah, this wasn't as bad as I I expected. Of course, it's a miscarriage of justice, but I really thought they were going to throw the book at him, although this may just be the equivalent of them throwing the book at him. Um, So he was found guilty of these two counts of contempt uh, of Congress this summer. And this week he was sentenced to four months in prison and a $6,500 fine. And he was going to have to voluntarily surrender himself to serve his prison term. But he can appeal... But if he decides not to, he has to go to prison no later than November 15th.
0: He was saying on uh, Tucker, I forget what night that was, but later in the week, he uh, he intends to appeal. And so he was making it sound like he he doesn't have to report to prison while the appeal is in process. I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure how that's going to play out. Right. But he did say, I will appeal definitively.
3: Yeah. And he's sticking to his guns after he let he um, left court. He was talking to reporters and he said that me being above the law, this is an absolute lie. He also called President Biden illegitimate when he was entering the court. And he said that Democrats are going to have to face their judgment day in the coming midterm elections and urged all within earshot to oppose the Chinese Communist Party.
0: Yeah, here he is right after the sentencing.
1: I testified before the Mueller Commission. I testified in front of a uh, shift. I testified
0: in front of the Senate intelligence. And this thing about uh, I'm above the law is an absolute and total lie. On November 8th, there's gonna have judgment on the illegitimate
1: Biden regime, and quite frankly, that Nancy Pelosi and the entire committee. Merrick Garland will end up being the first attorney general that's brought up on charges of impeachment, and he'll be removed from office. That's Thank you
0: very much. Uh,
3: Good for him for just sticking to his guns.
0: I can admire that, and I can think that he might be right about the uh, upcoming midterms as far as the electoral This Garland thing,
3: he's no no fucking way.
0: That's a 0% chance, as much as I would love to see it. Um, Just to note, for Garland to be impeached, as with any federal official in that way, it would require a two-thirds Senate majority conviction, just like a presidential impeachment. Uh, That's not happening. Even if, uh, (laughs) as Sam Harris said, even if there are kids in Merrick Garland's basement and they find them
3: never going to happen, you're
0: not getting the Senate conviction to remove him. But, uh, but Hey, would I be, you know, in the recent past, I would have said, I'm tired of the government existing to investigate itself. I'm tired of Congress flipping in its power. And then one party just investigates the other. And we just do that as a cycle every two, four, six years, whatever. I don't know. On principle, I still don't want to send people to D.C. to fund all of these multi-million dollar investigations of the government looking into itself and then having no results come of it, but a sideshow for all of us and our money stolen from us. I guess what I'm getting at is is on principle, I still have a lot of problems with that. But will I be mad if there is a... uh, if there is a Trump impeachment style investigation and impeachment of Merrick Garland, if only for the process, even if the outcome is all but assured to fail. Well, if they're going to waste my money, I will tune in to that waste of money. I'll at least find it entertaining. I'm like the January 6th committee. So I don't know. Do you do you have like well, I know you have a, a, a vengeful spirit, but do you have any appetite for invest investigation vengeance in that way?
3: Not not anymore. You know, this um, this Peter Strzok and the FISA thing, that was the last time that I had any faith in the government's ability to seek justice through any kind of conventional existing means. And so now I don't even have the thirst for it anymore. My justice is just blood vengeance. That's all I want anymore. I don't care about any of the any of the legal recourse. I don't give a shit about any of that anymore.
0: Well, I do want to put this in context. While well, we think about the ability of the, the idea that the justice system actually lives up to its name and pursues and achieves justice and isn't just a partisan weapon, that's what we're supposed to believe. But let's put Bannon's sentence uh, in context and in the context of recent acquittals in the John Durham investigation into the origins of the uh, Russia collusion claims.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: recall earlier in the spring as we uh, talked about Michael Sussman Hillary lawyer acquitted on a charge of lying to the FBI about representing a political client, which he did not just because he was representing Hillary Clinton's campaign at the time, but because he said that in his own text messages. And uh, we're we're just going to not care about that. Lying to the FBI. Don't care. Uh, We do care about Steve Bannon's contempt of Congress, though. We also had Kevin Kleinsmith, who. Was a uh, former FBI lawyer, or is a former FBI lawyer, who fabricated evidence by altering an email that was used to get the FISA warrant on Carter Page. He was convicted. Conviction resulted in probation, not the four months prison sentence like Steve Bannon. On Tuesday, Igor or Igor Danchenko, the Russian analyst who provided much of the research for the Piscate dossier, that sounds an awful lot like actual Russian collusion, if I've ever heard of it. He was acquitted on four counts of lying to the FBI about one of his sources. (laughs) Bannon's crime is not talking to the joke committee after he's already talked at length to the actual congressional committees many times. But of course, Russiagate is nothing compared to January 6th. That's what we're supposed to believe. January 6th, the worst crime of all time. That's the difference. This was the most significant crime in the history of the country. That's not me saying that. That's former FBI agent and leader of the Russia investigation into Trump, Peter, Peter Strzok. He said this week on MSNBC that January 6th is actually much worse than 9-11. And i think if you look at the scale in terms of the threat to democracy i mean 9 11 was a tragedy we lost thousands of lives in a horrific way we still mourn to this day but when you look at something that is an attack on democracy something that could actually bring about a fundamental change to american governance as we understand it 9 11 is nothing compared to january 6. now that That sounds silly, but I did look into it. The official count of Capitol Police killed or suicided on January 6th has now reached over 3,000. So the numbers are actually pretty comparable. Strzok is not that far off. And uh, he wasn't talking specifically about Bannon there. But this is the context in which people think about Bannon's crime. Oh, it had to do with January 6th. So it's the worst thing ever. Important to note, Steve Bannon had nothing to do with January 6th. What they had on him was him saying something like tomorrow's going to be a crazy day on his war room show, a generic comment about there being some general unruliness or protest the following day. But everybody knew that was going to be a contentious day.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: And if he How had this is Peter par-
3: Strzok, even coming out of the wood, why is he doing any public appearance at all? Right <laughs> and who, now? People actually, again.
0: and people treat him seriously. It's a, uh, it's unbelievable. But Steve Bannon, even if you don't like what he said on his war room show, He was not even there on January 6th. Yeah. He's now going to prison or at least faces a prison term pending appeal for not wanting to talk about it to the joke partisan committee. That's why he's going to prison. Not because he actually swung a flagpole at a Capitol police officer or coordinated some kind of attack with people, but because he told Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger to go fuck themselves. That's why he's going to prison. And if you read some of the, the... the legal filings. I forgot to grab them, but you can see how petty these people are. They go after Steve Bannon for making fun of Adam Schiff and making fun of Adam Kinzinger and the mean things that he said on his show about these people, as though that's relevant to his decision to testify before the committee or not. Like it's some kind of aggravating factor that he mocked the committee. He dare mock the seriousness and the respectability of the January 6th committee. Well, uh, let's talk about this Missouri case, unless you had anything more to say about Bannon or January 6th.
3: No, I, do, I keep waiting for these people to get their comeuppance. I, are you surprised about the Bannon? Uh, it, I, I thought all. they were going to at least financially throw the book at him. I thought they were going to, well, I don't
0: know what the maximum possible was, so I don't have a This must have been
3: there. all they could do.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't actually know what the maximum possible was. So, but does it surprise me that they're treating him more harshly than any of these other people who were? No, you know?
3: I thought that it, is, it was going to be so much worse than this.
0: Uh, Well, I guess I, I guess I would have predicted a fine closer to two point seven five trillion dollars than sixty five hundred dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but this Missouri case uh, viral video this week showed two men fighting in a parking lot. One is white. One is black. The white guy in the video has the black guy overpowered the black guy during the video hands a pistol to his girlfriend who's watching the fight and telling the white guy to stop. And she continues telling the white guy to stop before she ultimately shoots him dead. My understanding is it was one shot in the back. Yes. There is video of about 30 seconds of the fight leading up to the shooting. As far as I'm aware, at least publicly, there's no video of what happened prior. There's no video showing the actual shooting itself. Yeah. For safety from Susan, I did not prep this clip of the fight right before the shooting because this is exactly the sort of material that Susan will swing her axe over. Um, but I will link this Daily Mail article in the description. It has the video if you'd like to watch it. We do have plenty of still images to look at here. So
3: There's enough eyewitness testimony that I'm comfortable with the facts of the case as okay. presented. But um, okay, so this off duty firefighter in plain clothes um, is the one that got shot. He's the white guy. And the black guy is Tony Santy. Um. So what? No, wait. Isn't
0: Santy the white guy? Yeah, or the white guy. Sorry. Yeah. What did I say? The black, the black, black guy is Taylor. Is...
3: Okay, I've already messed this up. <laughs> the The black guy is Javon Taylor. There Javon it is. Taylor.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh. So what happened was there was an incident in this gas station. Uh. The black dude entered the gas station to buy cigars. I bet there were Swisher sweets. I bet you a million dollars.
0: <laughs> we have not they confirmed. Witnesses not confirmed. Confirmed. I'm not clarified.
3: Uh, he becomes angry when the clerk in the gas station said she did not have the specific peach Swisher sweets hmm. that he wanted, and then she's like, "Get out of here!" So Santi, the white guy, the off-duty um, firefighter, he stepped in to help the cashier who the, had asked this black guy to leave, and I'm pretty sure the cashier was black, uh, which I think is relevant. And then, uh, based the on tar- what
0: is there some clue to that?
3: Um, I think I read it in one of the articles, okay. but but it wasn't like like a bunch of people were teaming up on this black guy yeah, is yeah. my entire point. Um, so then the pair began scuffling. And from eyewitness reports, they said that they were they were scuffling for like 10 minutes or at least the the white guy was on top of the black guy for like 10 minutes. And in the footage, this black guy is just getting wailed on. He's like laying on the ground like Ugh! and he's getting wailed on. And then he hands off his gun to his girlfriend. The girlfriend's freaking out, screaming. She's like trying to hit this guy on the head and everything like that. And then she takes the gun and she kills Santee. But her boyfriend was a convicted felon found guilty of armed robbery in 2019. And he could not have a gun. But he clearly was possessing a firearm because he handed it off to his girlfriend. So through an analysis of Missouri law, which says a person may use physical force if she reasonably believes such force to be necessary to defend a third person from what she believes to be the imminent use of unlawful force by such other person. And so the question is, did she reasonably believe that he was subject to imminent risk of death or serious physical injury? And although this black guy started it by doing a bunch of nonsense, um, I think that by Missouri law, they are probably right about this.
0: Yeah, there's uh and, and so they've, the, the, the decision is obviously not to charge on the idea that the the jury would think that she had a reasonable fear that her boyfriend was at imminent risk of serious bodily injury or death. Yeah. And, and if if that's the case, then she would be justified under Missouri law. But there are a lot of questions that remain. Again, we have about 30 seconds worth of video of them. The uh, Santee just has uh, Taylor, the white guy just has the black guy more or less pinned on the parking lot.
3: He's got him down like this. and yeah.
0: he's,
3: You can kill someone like that, but like, he wasn't like beating him to death.
0: It's they had some kind of physical fight, clearly. But what we don't know is the the nature of the initial physical conflict. We know that it was a dispute about what he should leave the store because of his fight with the cashier. But we don't know who who initiated that physical confrontation. That remains a mystery as far as I, unless I haven't seen any witness commentary to that. Um the, the other question at what does point, it
3: matter, though? I don't think under, it really matters under Missouri law. It doesn't change well, anything the f- for the th- fact
0: that this went on for like 10 minutes is a uh, is a factor that makes the aggressor maybe a little murkier, too. Um, at what point was the gun introduced? Now, you can see in the video that he actually hands his girlfriend what looks like a Glock or something comparable from his pants. Yeah, I read a report that he got a gun out of his car, but now I haven't been able. I don't have that source in front of me, so I might I might have might be wrong in that. But we don't know. Did he have if he had the the handgun on his person? Did he brandish the gun at this guy? And that's why the physical confrontation started. If that's the case, it's then, possible. then yeah. the guy who's Didn't paying know. him might have a self-defense claim himself because he thinks That his life was an imminent danger. But it still
3: wouldn't matter because the self-defense claim is to protect the third party from uh, imminent physical threat. So regardless of how it started, I think that her claim would still be valid, right? Hmm.
0: Uh, Well, that's yeah, that's interesting. I suppose even if his physical action was a legitimate self-defense action, if she fears for his life as a result of it is she justified she
3: justified yeah
0: you know just in general you don't like this third party defense is sort of an extension of or an offshoot of self-defense principles and when you're the aggressor in some illegitimate way you generally don't have a self-defense claim how does that come into play when she's sort of third she's self-defense by proxy she's self-defense third party if he's yeah. the illegitimate aggressor, does he have a right to third party defense in the same way he has? He forfeited that third party defense right in the same way he would forfeit his self-defense right? Yep. Yeah, we don't know without seeing how exactly all of this started. Um, we don't know. Did the firefighter guy get physical with Taylor uh, before or after the gun was introduced? We don't know that. And then you mentioned it, it is a key point. It doesn't necessarily change the nature of the defense uh, claim. But it does raise questions about whether or not this guy should be charged. Taylor, according to the Daily Mail report, as you said, convicted felon under federal law, cannot possess a firearm, clearly yeah. possessed a firearm. He handed it off to his girlfriend on video Are prosecutors, federal or otherwise. I don't know what Missouri law has to say about this, but are prosecutors going to go after him for felon in possession of a firearm. They should. But I don't see yeah. any reporting that mentions that.
3: Yep. Yeah. They, they so, definitely should. But I'm not sure that it really matters that much. He still was able to keep his life. Um, I guess the lesson here is even if you're an off-duty officer of sorts who was a firefighter, not a police officer, um, you just can't get involved in things like this. You just don't get involved. Some dude's being an asshole. It's like, well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to involve myself in this. You never know how it's going to end.
0: It. Uh, I, I The obvious point I'd have to make, too, is if... What is the charging decision? What is the political and public reaction if the races are reversed? Mm -hmm. White woman shoots black guy in defense of white boyfriend. Exact same circumstances. Uh, Are we to believe there would be no charges in that situation? And if there were no charges, maybe these prosecutors are principled. Are we to believe that uh, Independence, Missouri, where this happened, remains unburned? Because I have my Mm -hmm. doubts about that. Where is Independence in Missouri?
3: I I think it's a suburb of Kansas City.
0: Oh, okay. So like western Kansas, part of the state?
3: Missouri. Uh yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know uh is this a big town, small town, what kind of place are we talking about? But anyway, uh I assume that if prosecutors are making the decision not to bring a charge, it's because they believe there's some reasonable doubt. I just I I have some questions. Why is it only the thirty seconds of video? I think there's got to be more video. Maybe yeah. they've maybe they have video that introduces more doubt. Could be as simple as that. Why are we only seeing this tiny snippet though?
3: They're probably concerned about the um about the outcome about the town getting getting burned to the ground. But I think under Missouri law, they probably have a point. Do I think that this is morally okay? No, I don't think that he was going to kill that guy.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I can't say that it's an insane legal outcome with the facts as they are presented, but there's so many there's so many mysteries in the facts that it's hard to say that that's rock solid either. To me, it really comes down to who initiated this conflict, and we just don't know. We don't know who initiated that physical conflict, who first presented the deadly threat. I don't know. And if I don't know who first presented the deadly threat, it's hard for me to say who was justified, who was acting defensively, and who was acting aggressively. I can't make that assessment with the information that I right. have. Right,
3: right, yeah. So I need like fifteen minutes of video to decide about this. Well,
0: it's, I, that's the other. Th- I have a hard time believing this fight went on for ten minutes, as witnesses say. Somebody was recording it. You're telling me there's 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 more footage out there. There has to be. Yeah. People have recordings of this that just aren't public or either. I haven't seen them. If you guys have seen additional f- footage, please do send it my way. Cause I'm curious about this one. Uh, all right. Anything else you have to say before hoax hate?
3: Nope. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: Now, the the nobody-saw-it-happen-but-it's-totally-a-product-of-Trump's-America-hoax-hate-crime-of-the-week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Air Force investigators have found that a series of purported text messages where an airman allegedly told another airman that he was not being considered for uh, a promotion or a new position because, quote, The Air Force is looking for somebody of white complexion. Those texts were fake. Investigation began in May when screenshots of the texts first appeared on an Air Force Facebook page. These texts were supposedly a conversation between a technical sergeant and a black senior airman at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona. The texts, as you can see on your screen here, uh, they show that this this technical sergeant told the black senior airman that he won't be considered for a promotion. The black senior airman asks for a specific reason why the technical sergeant says it's because he has a shaving waiver, meaning he doesn't have to shave his beard. Apparently, that's commonly given to black people in the military because shaving uh, black people can have more more commonly can have problems with razor bumps is what this story says. So you'll see that happen more commonly with black people in the military, that exemption. So the technical sergeant said it's because you have a shaving waiver and that's not a professional image. Your beardedness is not a professional image. And by the way, the Air Force is looking for someone of a white complexion, according Mm -hmm. to these texts. And the senior black airman then complains that this is the third promotion that he's missed due to his appearance. Well, really, after six months of investigation, the the man leading the investigation says it was determined that the texts were fake. But he's not providing any further information, including who this black airman is and who, if anyone, helped him fake the texts. Also, no mention of what, if any, disciplinary action this black senior airman will face for this hoax. Uh, it's, and it's uh, not uh, not the first time this has happened in recent years. Recall in 2017, I remember covering this uh, on the show, the Air Force had another hoax incident when racial slurs were written on a dormitory message board at right? the Air Force Academy prep school, <laughs> yeah. and those were found to have been written by the supposed victim himself. And the hoaxer blamed lingering concussion symptoms for his actions. He really Come wasn't on. himself that day, he said. Well, my, my guess is he probably what this guy probably did is set up a fake text conversation with some uninvolved friend. He stores that number in his phone as Sergeant. What's his face? And he has this fake conversation, takes a screenshot, and posts it to Facebook.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Now that might yep. not be the highest effort, but there's at least a little plotting. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving up. That doesn't oh, that doesn't man. do anything for you. You can't appreciate the effort in this one.
3: No, it's it's slightly higher effort, but like I I still I long for more. Okay. More elaborate, more involvement with other people. I want to see teams of. Multi, I want to see Muslims, Jews, black people all getting together, all involving their families. This is where
0: diversity actually this becomes a yeah. value. All yeah, right. exactly. Well, this one, I don't know if it's high effort. I think it's just unfairly blaming somebody else or claiming victimhood where it's not deserved. But this is nonetheless a unique story in the world of hoax hate. In Prosser, Washington, city like employees created a uh, so-called Karen scarecrow outside City Hall. Uh, the Karen Scarecrow was wearing a T-shirt that said, can I speak to the manager? Obviously making fun of you know, uh, your Karens. Right. This was uh, part of the city of Prosser's historic downtown Prosser Halloween decorating contest. But after complaints, the city has now removed the display saying they did not intend for it to be political and that the Karen Scarecrow is in poor taste, inconsistent with the spirit of the competition. And why... Was this necessary? Why did they have to remove the display and apologize? Because, of course, a local Karen complained. (laughs) And that local Karen is Dr. Maricela Sanchez, who says that she is being targeted personally and harassed by city employees for her opposition to a city bond proposal on the upcoming ballot. She says that she is being personally harassed by City Hall, her evidence being Facebook screenshots of people calling her a Marxist Karen. As far as I can tell, no evidence that she's referenced specifically or that it's even coming from City Hall at all. But we'll get to that. Um, But uh, well, I'll just play the the video story. This is Karen's (laughs) side of the Karen Scarecrow controversy.
3: This is the Karen Halloween display put up this weekend in front of the Prosser City Hall. But according to Marcella Sanchez, it goes deeper than just an insensitive scarecrow.
2: Without understanding the context, people think it's just an off-color joke. Scarecrow came as part of a larger series of
3: harassment coming from City Hall. Dr. Sanchez says this scarecrow is meant to represent her and the organization she's working with as they've been targeted by a group in the community for opposing it. I've been targeted specifically more so than the men in our group it's probably easier for the city to attack women than to attack men we have screenshots of dozens of posts of these two individuals calling me specifically and some others marxist karens and kind of perseverating on the whole karen 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 issue dr sanchez says the situation has simply escalated to the point she's looking to pursue legal action wait so this isn't a racial thing this is a woman thing
0: that's what she says yeah
3: and well, as far as if I'm she aware, could make this about race, she would have.
0: As far as I'm aware, I didn't see any racial complaint. And of course, it may sound like an absurd story, but taking a second look, here's the side by side. I put it in the notes too. I, I don't know. It I kind see of it. the I Karen Scarecrow kind of looks like Dr. Yeah. Sanchez. Both uh well, just in facial likeness, but also in body composition, you might say. <laughs> so maybe she has a point. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, does this level of creative victimization do anything for you? Are we getting, I kind of like it. Okay. Better?
3: Yeah. Look like It's getting a little better. Yeah. All
0: right. This I've never seen. I've not seen one like this at all, and I'm not actually convinced this one is fake, so I'm carving it out from hoax hate, strictly speaking, but it's of a similar theme, and it's a hell of a headline. Uh, headline KPRC Houston, quote, Black Clown Left Saddened Scared. <laughs> After racial slur left on business voicemail, Bippy the Clown offers professional clownery services in the Houston area and has been in the clowning business since 1992. In May, Bippy even traveled to Uvalde to turn frowns upside down after the school shooting. Now, that's this story's phrasing. I thought that was bizarre. Oh, hey, turn that frown upside down kid whose brother was just shot dead bippy the clown is here and what's bizarre about this reporting is that they keep making clown puns in the story so it's like even the reporters can't take it seriously Yeah. yeah yeah but last week this is a very serious story with very real tears an unknown hateful heart targeted bippy's voicemail with a racial slur and an accusation of being a pedophile
2: Even thought about quit clowning around. I've even thought about not doing it anymore. No one likes to see a sad clown, but Bippy the clown says it's hard to laugh. Bippy the clown from Bippy's world. Let alone smile after the voicemail she received last week. Pedophile,
0: you're a pedophile. (laughs)
2: Everything I do with the kids is to make people happy. The black clown says the racial slur has left her concerned for her safety. Pedophile, you're a pedophile. While she doesn't know whether the caller was clowning around, she reported it to Houston police. If you see me, if you see my truck somewhere, just please keep an eye out for me.
0: Okay.
3: Maybe real.
0: Well, in Bippy's defense, I did search for a GoFundMe or any other attempt to cash in on this uh, voicemail incident. I haven't been able to find one. I do find it odd, though, that the call, this voicemail, according to the story, is untraceable, not just by Bippy, but by Houston police, who apparently are working the case. And it's not just the voicemail. Bippy also says the day after the voicemail, she received a mysterious call trying to lure her to a location which... I figured that's how she gets her business is people calling her, trying to lure her to a a kid's party. But she said this person refused to provide any contact information. So she considers it specific, though she does not allege that any sort of threat was made. Um, But again, in that case, they're also saying untraceable call. Ah, Mm. I I have a hard time buying that, that the, the investigators can't get to the bottom of this, despite the repeated phone calls being made. But okay, that's what we're supposed to believe. Uh,
3: interesting I, I, her tears seemed real so. they're pr-
0: i will say if they're fake those are uh those are broadway level fake tears it's pretty uh, the the tears do seem legit to me i can't deny that okay yeah We've yeah. thought right. about quitting clowning around <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, if Uh-oh. it is real i do i, I of course i've I feel I I feel bad. I don't want her to be harassed in that way, but it's just the story can't decide if it's serious or not. And even it's
3: definitely not serious.
0: Even the reporter Bippy is unsure if the voicemail was just someone clowning around or if it was a real uh, threat and or accusation of being a pedophile. I If it is real, I would like to know what the accusation of being a pedophile is all about. Is it just yeah. uh, entertaining children or is there something more to it? <sighs> What's the other side um, of this voicemail? I don't
3: know. Female pedofi- pedophiles are so rare.
0: Well, uh, you know what? So are black clowns, though. This is the first time I've ever seen one. I can't you know, say.
3: You know, you got a good point.
0: I uh, yeah. There's probably more black clowns than black uh, hockey fans or hockey players. Or fewer. <laughs> no, which one would there? Now I'm curious. You think there are more black clowns or more black hockey players? Probably hockey players. Yeah. Anyway, irrelevant point. Just got me thinking.
3: Is it irrelevant, though? Maybe all these stories are connected.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you ready to talk about this movie that I already know you hate?
3: No, but fine.
0: Okay. Well, let's get into it.
2: In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is... Is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review.
0: This week's movie is the 1989 black comedy Weekend at Bernie's, in which two young insurance company workers accidentally uncover their boss's fraud. So he plans to kill them at his beach house, but gets himself killed, and the guys have to maintain the party by pretending he never died at all. From movie picker Sergei Bruges, as in in Bruges, Isn't even close to Weekend at Bernie's when it comes to the best dark comedy of all time. Plus, Matt may finally learn the meaning of the Weekend at Ginsburg meme from two years ago. As always, your review and your rating.
3: Oh, why was this on any list? You know, this movie is is supposedly beloved because people reference it all the time. And I was expecting something totally different. I don't know. Uh, it, it made me question whether or not I just lack a sense of humor because this kind of like 80s slapstick comedy didn't do anything for me. I don't even know that I laughed like one time. Once, maybe twice. If I'm being generous, I had to watch it in two parts because after 30 minutes, I was like, this is so miserable. I don't know. I thought it sucked. I thought it wasn't funny. Superficial gag humor. No substance. I don't get it. Why does anyone like this movie? I don't get it. I gave it a one.
0: Ooh. Well, uh, would you go as far as to say you would have preferred to watch Brokeback Mountain?
3: Honestly? Uh,
0: no, uh, but
3: I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain, so I can't really say that. Can I?
0: Um, well, you said, if I liked this movie that you're going to quit the show, uh, I, (laughs) sincerely speaking, what do you, what's your guess?
3: I can't imagine you didn't hate it. When I was watching it, I was thinking, I bet Matt hates this.
0: One of these days, I'm going to think of a backup fake five wiki review just to try to pass it off. I
3: usually get it right. I've gotten it wrong a few times. Yeah, but I, I can't imagine I'm wrong about this. This movie sucks, right? right?
0: Uh, it, it sucks, ah, <laughs> but good. I didn't actually hate it quite as much. There are a few things that I thought were redeeming that are superficial in the way you okay. described. but. The laughs I got, okay, the little body-burying kid, he's like the yeah. only funny thing about the movie. And it's not like his lines are cleverly written, but his his. I made that the header image of the entire review is his middle finger because his grin oh, really? is so funny. And then yeah. when he says, how'd you like to kiss this? And he slaps his ass <laughs> while he runs away. But yeah, that's not A-plus writing. But it, it was funny in its delivery. That kid actually has gone on to create a significant career for himself. He directed the Borat sequel, which sucked, but that's the same really? person. And he uh, was a writer for Parks and Rec, and he's worked on some other productions as well. So right. it appears he's bucked the trend of a child actor becoming a total mess later in his life, <laughs> and he's able to build something out of it. Yeah. I, I, I will say... There's about five minutes of that dead body slapstick that maybe got a chuckle from me or a laugh. Like, you know, uh, Bernie's body is getting dragged behind a boat or Bernie Bernie's body got dragged out to sea or Bernie's body fell off the deck. Like the problem it was so done. Exactly. The problem is I laughed. Then I chuckled. Then I smirked. And then the bit was dead and they still kept doing it. And I say this with acknowledgement that I am commonly someone who loves Plankets absolutely on the yeah. beating the bit into the ground, just wailing on the dead horse. But the thing is the the original joke has to have some value for that to work. This is just, uh, he, he's dead and it's implausible that no one would notice that he's dead. Haha. Ha. Like, yeah. There's just not enough depth to that to, for me to think that beating the dead horse is fine. As far as the point of getting the memes. All right. I will credit value there where that's kind of the point of the bit is seeing the ref is understanding the references uh, getting the culture of all of this. But in, the, in this case, you know, you get the meme just by looking at it like he, he, the person's dead. In the case of Ginsburg, she's dead and they're pretending she's alive. I get it. I don't need okay. to watch 90 minutes of that yeah. to understand the meme. There's not a lot of complexity to it. As far as things I didn't like, I share your criticism. It's just not that funny. And, and for a movie to abandon really any attempted substance or a philosophical dilemma or any other intrigue intellectually it's not that i don't like that there are plenty of stupid comedies i like but if you're going to do that for the sake of comedy the comedy's got to be excellent it's got to be excellent in its writing it's got to be excellent in its delivery bernie's comedy is not it's not clever the characters aren't very interesting i thought about it afterward usually there's a when i'm watching a comedy movie or a clever movie i'm jotting down several quotes in my phone because i try to take notes while i'm watching of things i want to bring up in the review and i usually note meaningful lines or something. There's really no meaningful line in this entire movie. And for what's supposed to be something of like a witty comedy, those good lines are just totally lacking. Yeah. Uh, the romance was pure nonsense. I don't know yeah, what yeah. you thought about old square jaw McGee here, but oh, uh, I thought she was so pretty. She's all right. I, I shouldn't take shots. That's your thing. Um, <laughs> but and it's it the only good thing about the movie. I'm like, well, at
3: least they bleeding ladies. Hot.
0: I'll be fair. Her appearance is not my criticism of the romance. My criticism of the romance is that she doesn't like him because he keeps lying.
3: Yeah. And cares? some of those
0: lies are real. And some of those are perceived because of his prior lies. But then she just inexplicably takes him back. Despite no improvement <laughs> in the lying department. That's he never true. really proves himself to her. And she just keeps going back to him for no apparent reason. And it really bothered me that she somehow just becomes aware that his aunt was not in fact killed. So he's telling her that Bernie's dead and she goes, well just like your parents were dead and just like your aunt was dead. But like five seconds ago when she first arrived at the house and he told her his aunt died, she's like, oh yeah, sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. She just accepts it and then later realizes it's fake without any factual revelation to her. And I guess if you're supposed to believe, well, the lies just stacked up and then she saw through it. But why wouldn't that have happened with the aunt lie right after the parents lie? It just doesn't. Right. The, the lying, her her trying to get him to come clean about his lying was never, it just didn't make any sense. It was a mess. And I know that the specific foundations of their romance are not the point of this movie. The point is that dead man is funny. Yeah, that's fair enough, but he isn't funny. That's the problem. And uh, one last point, Richard appears to be wearing a wedding band throughout the movie and i did my research on this but and there's some debate about whether that's in fact a wedding band and whether it's a mistake or whether it's intentional but in several scenes including the first date where they go back to his place he's got a ring on his i didn't notice left ring finger and she's staring right at it and i'm not such a stickler for like every every movie has to be perfect in every little detail and you can't have any continuity mistakes or anything, but it's, it's such a plot relevant point for her to be suspicious of him and his building lies, but then to be staring right at a ring on his wedding ring finger and have no questions about it.
3: I did not notice that.
0: That's really strange. Now, some say that it was just a mistake. Uh, And some say that the actor it wasn't a mistake that the actor wasn't married at the time. So this is some other form of ring and it's a deliberate choice. Either way, I find that ridiculous because it it, if it's uh, an intentional choice from the uh, from the movie producers, it seems bizarre for Gwen never to ask a question about such a a plot relevant point. If it's just a mistake how none of the actors or the production crew noticed such a a plot relevant mistake seems odd. Or maybe it's just the kind of movie where that's the joke. Like, The the, like Bernie's body looks really fake at times. And that's why it's funny. So we don't pay attention to the details or something, but whatever. Anyway, I, I, uh, I gave it a, a two wiki rating.
3: Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: It's definitely enough for me, dog.
0: I award okay. one bonus wiki for the occasional slapstick chuckle. To me, about five minutes of that is necessary to get it. The rest is a complete waste of time. So,
3: okay, I'm fine with that.
0: Oh, thank God, I saved the show.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: curious. Uh, we might get a lot of pushback on this one, so I'll be curious what people think.
3: Live chat doesn't seem that mad.
0: Um, early vote, actually, there's kind of a lot of hate. Um, 40% of the early vote gives it a three a quarter of the early vote gives it a one so okay there's kind of a lot of hay for this movie now uh, next week of course we had uh, a one week set of nominations from uh, our friendly show production assistant and call-in show screener Dangerous Spaces after the audience vote the winner is Tropic Thunder from uh, 2000 really mm-hmm.
3: oh it's been a long time
0: I have not seen it. Uh, I was informed by my wife that it is quite funny. So we will we will see. I, I know the you never go full retard bit and stuff, but I've never seen the movie. So this will be a good opportunity. Okay. And we have a fresh list of November nominations for your vote from listener Tom N. And I think there are some uh, classics on this list that maybe you'll appreciate. You tell me. New nominations are The Great Escape, Flight of the Phoenix, Dances with Wolves, 310 to yuma the 2007 version hell or high water alpha dog rear window or the descent does nice. that do anything for you better oh yeah all oh right. yeah
3: that's great there's some great movies on there
0: all right so you can uh head on over to the movie review uh to the to the weekend at bernie's review to cast your vote or of course you can also uh, reject the list entirely and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead and if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie uh, or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the home page of the website. That is Matt dot com. And here we are actually a little bit early. How in our completion? I thought maybe we'd be behind, but we got through some stuff quicker than I expected. Pleasant Never
3: surprise. Never finish early.
0: Let's catch up with uh, the latest from Knuckle Hunky Buck and Robin. Let's see what's going on. The uh, last that I had highlighted was. uh, uh, Long Dong John said, my phone rang this morning. It was Matt. He said, Robin D. Banks was too busy at Knuckle Hunky Buck's uh, house to come over. Something about a broken radiator. I felt sorry for him. So I went to (laughs) Matt's house and we'll make love after the show. I what that references. What am I missing there? That one's over my head. What did I miss?
3: He's talking about the, uh, the previous, oh, um, okay. knuckle honky buck. Got it. It's banks. a, it's
0: a reference to a prior chat. I'm yes. already out of the loop. You guys are getting too advanced.
3: Mojack Thank 420, you. but Stacy, you gap tooth.
0: Hag. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's hard to get around, uh, to get around Susan. I'm sorry. Uh, hog. Mojack. I see it. A... Oh yeah. 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 I think that's what it is. Gap tooth hog. You're right yeah
3: why can't you say that uh, abortion for economics is six percent what about the other 92 percent for no reason birth control so abortion for economics is six percent
0: well that's sh- an interesting angle too like even if you take her point even if you were to agree that abortion for economic reasons is a justified concept justified is, course, practice not, right that that still doesn't account for 90 percent which are just i don't feel like it for whatever yeah. reason yep uh, interesting. Thank you, Mojack I'm sorry about Susan's censorship.
2: Mm,
3: the Mike David Smoke Show, enjoying a Rocky Patel Edge, a gentleman jack old fashioned, and my favorite YouTubers, has gotten me thinking about starting my own show about really important things like bourbon, cigars, and kind of Okay. Any advice about how not to screw it up? Which one of those things?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a dangerous combination if you try and make it But he left a. Uh,
3: yes you don't want to accidentally um bill clinton away. i think
0: bill clinton well he made some well, mistakes he but did it on purpose mm-hmm. it wasn't the obvious uh well as long as the, no i'm just gonna Skag's like you, how
3: do i get out of this you
0: know what i'm just gonna <laughs> i had a joke in mind i'm just gonna leave it something about the the cigar being lit already and that causing i'm just gonna i'm okay. just gonna pass and say i, uh, I thank, see it thank I you see for it. supporting the show
3: um robin db is that you? To, uh,
1: you're very special.
0: By the way, is that the concept on the Mike David Smoke Show? Because Smoke Show usually refers to like an attractive person, but this would actually be a smoke show, a show about smoking cigars.
3: Okay, is that maybe. the idea? I like it. I like it. It's not like bad. It. Robin D. Banks at Knuckle Hunky Bug, is now making me wear a Playboy Bunny outfit and tap dance while he shoots the ground near my feet to make me dance faster, saying "bounce, jiggle for daddy, y'all get me out of here." Jeez. They're banging.
0: This is this is getting well. I. In the context of the super chat, there's no way I could ever say bizarrely erotic because there's nothing bizarrely erotic anymore. Mm. But this is this is a new dynamic we have never seen before.
3: Interesting. Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Knuckle hunkybuck. More inf- more misinformation from Robin. Hearing a woman I say daddy it. always makes my business shrivel up into a little Fauci. <laughs> I have my woman. My woman call me the Donald. Ah. Ew
0: uh you do you that's go right ahead thank you
3: max no no just supporting the show thank you sir phil another week another white man having his life ended by a certain class of people (laughs) i will bang on this drum forever (laughs) i can't read any of this phil
0: that's uh Mail. It's it's hate it's hate in the heart. It's hate in the heart, Phil. It but is. <laughs> thank you for I supporting can't the believe show.
2: That the Mike David Smoke, Smoke Show. Have so much like hate in their heart.
3: It's the longest sounder ever, the Mike David Smoke Show. The election map is going to be so red, it'll look like Jeffrey Dahmer's bathtub on a Saturday night. How many cigars is too many to celebrate? Uh I hope
0: so. I hope so. Of course. Yeah. Obviously I don't think that's the solution to all our problems, but that is the outcome that I'm hoping for given what is a realistic prospect, but man, I can't get over thinking that there's going to be some burst pipe and some unexpected out know, that. And you're and probably right on the stream. I expect that we'll go like a similar two hour length. We're not going to do like some six out, like all night thing, partly because I, I it's hard to go that long and and keep it interesting but also because <laughs> I—that the truth. But because I know that the the real results are not going to be available for days, probably. We're it's oh everybody's tired. It's time to go home. Oh, there was some sort of unforeseen emergency. We're not going to count votes anymore. We're going to bed. We're going to see that.
3: I legitimately forgot about the Tuesday thing. That's how long it's been since I voted.
0: Oh, I can't for believe anything. it. Well, you're yeah. supposed to do the proper thing and have your husband vote for you. I so, do. Yeah. Oh, that's well. well that explains. What happened with the forgetfulness,
3: um, Nathan E? I'm a week behind. Also, I I write in uh, when I vote a vote. I would always write in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a week behind, so let me leave some reactions that I'm sure are accurate. One, can't believe Biden did something so stupid. Failed to do something so stupid. <laughs> Two, oh no, even closer. World War Three slash Civil War to Revolutionary yeah. War. Two, you are correct. Yeah, that sums up our show.
0: You should direct. You should. Uh, you should probably run the entire operation. Uh, we yeah. don't need to, don't need to look anything up. We'll just, <laughs> it's true. I'm not even, I'm not even trying to mock. It's like that, that is, you it's, have it's, something of that theme on a weekly basis. It's become no formulaic
3: doubt. at this point. Robin E. Yeah. Banks. Okay, guys, finally safe at home after blonde sent fiery Waco and Maynard Crowe to bust me out of an uncle's basement of terror. I escaped the basement, the buzz saw, and the Donald's. Wow. And I got home. You escaped the Donald. Did you? I heard it's a little fouchy, though. (laughs) Phil says, it's not hypocrisy. They just hate white people and work for our destruction. No amount of begging and pleading for colorblindness is going to solve this. We need to take our own side. Hmm. There's one I will read.
0: Well, it's hard to say. I mean, to the point, it is hard to say it's just uh, hypocrisy, double standards, whatever. Um, It it gets hard to see it as anything other than an anti-white racism. Yeah. By a lot of power centers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, I know people. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not like everybody in our audience would call that outrageous. But culturally speaking, that's supposed to be an outrageous statement. How many examples do you need to see, though? How commonly uh, po- do you need to see it before you call spade a spade?
3: Exactly. A uh, post-millennial clutch fan. The Casey shooting happened three blocks from my house. It definitely was not self-defense. The girlfriend went across the street, came back with a gun and shot the firefighter in the back. But in the video, you see him hand off the gun to the girl
0: you can see a transfer of a firearm in that video but again that's 30 seconds i don't know what happened in the intro. maybe she went and did grab something else i have no idea that's another variable in the whole encounter that i didn't mention and i should mention what is girlfriend doing during this 10 minutes we don't know
3: we don't know yeah
0: so uh if, if you have more information on that clutch fan please do send it my way i'd like to learn as much as I can about this particular case. Because
3: the story stinks. And as soon as I was writing that I, that by Missouri law, she probably had, they probably couldn't, um, couldn't charge her. I was like, I know that this is probably what's going on, but also I hate this.
0: Well, it's, I can see how this would be the correct outcome in the application of the law and on principle. I could also see a, a certain set of facts that do exist and are true that have not been publicly revealed and are being deliberately suppressed because they want a a particular outcome for racial or other political reasons.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I won't discount that possibility until I see like a full video of the encounter, for example,
3: Robin D banks only to hear a sound in my front yard. There was a severed Ninja kitty head with an, I'll be back next week, honey. Sign knuckle hunky buck. Guess you'll have to tune in for the finale.
0: Wow, this is getting episodic at this point. This is getting uh, this is its own mini series. I like the it. show.
3: Mike Hawk four twenty blazon. Careful. I agree with blonde. We should team up with Muslims if our government is going to keep importing. Oh, <laughs> these
0: thanks for Muslims the pause. While
3: yeah. using our money to build. Oh, my God. This
0: one is aggressive, Mike. Mike, holy cow.
3: Build a religious structure for a group of people. It's, it's
0: got to be careful after that clause, too. There's another one.
3: Maybe getting some T-skulls beaten. Did <laughs> like, I read any of that? Uh,
0: well, he just uh, he 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 likes the prospect for chaos. It sounds like
3: <laughs> esoteric. I found the only reason the Sandy Hook families feel they're entitled to that sum is that Jones was unwilling to meet their original demands for sharks with laser beams <laughs> attached to their
0: head. Uh, that's a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it.
3: Jimmy P. At six foot eight, Fetterman has now shown where blonde draws the line on hot.
0: <laughs> is he that yeah, tall? Yeah.
3: A man can be too tall.
0: Well, that's not make his make problem, that- though. It's not that he's too tall.
3: No, it's his head shape. It's his face. It's his low set ears. It's the hump on his back. It's his personality skin, physiognomy. I hate all of it. That guy's a disaster.
0: I think uh, the other day my wife said he belongs in Young Frankenstein or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, he should totally. be, Yeah. Mr. You could just Hawk substitute again. him with that, uh, oh, is it the Igor character? Yeah. John Fetterman could be that. Or he could be the Frankenstein, he actually. He'd probably he be better he, at that. He
3: could play all the characters. Yeah,
0: really, he could. Just not um, the scientist.
3: That's true. <laughs> mycock Hawk 420 plays it. It's important to find the positives in these times. I, I like you. the
0: silver lining. I appreciate that.
3: I do. I gotta reload. Do you want to? Yeah,
0: chubby it? stubby says straight from Abrams, Clinton side your offspring and no more inflation woes. Well, the That's fact exactly checkers. Exactly what she said. The fact checkers say that that is incorrect. Chubby, thank you for supporting the show. Biden's ask rack. <laughs> if Ray Epps was black and wore knee pads, I guess he'd be best described as knee glow. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of an involved one but i'll allow it thank you Trav to the world says no matter how much i try to clean up a super chat it won't go through tippy stream tippy stream uses paypal can i just start mailing you guys letters with cash well thank you for supporting the show i appreciate that on a serious note um yes super chat currently works through the susan or the paypal worlds and i understand that that is not ideal and we yeah. do have uh, pieces moving behind the scenes that I'm hoping to have some alternative options in the not so distant future. But for now, it is what we have to work with. Um, if you would like to support the show, and I haven't figured out a way to do this with Super Chat, though, I suppose we probably could. But in the context of all of these problems with digital payment processors, people often ask me, well, is there a way to get th- get around them? You can support the show through P.O. Box as well.
3: Oh God, You uh, can. Yeah.
0: And many people choose to do that for totally understandable reasons. Of course, we're very grateful to have your support for the show, regardless of uh, however you may prefer to do that. So if you're interested in that, you can check out the um, the support page of the website. I've got the PO box and all the available options up there. But if is there a way to make that into Super Chat? Well, I suppose I yeah. could. I suppose I could. Uh, the only problem is you lose the the current relevance I suppose if it takes me a week or two to get to the chat.
3: But they can do it just like that one chatter and be like uh, Civil War 2 and uh, Hoax Hate.
0: And yeah. It, it's if the they, same show. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, if there if if you want to mail to the P.O. box and you want to tell me this is a, a $10 super chat. We'll read it. I will make it happen Trav. Um, but of course I understand that that's wildly impractical. So again uh, working with some talented people behind the scenes (laughs) to try to see what we can do to have some other options available and of course oh i will say too um you can support the show through chat on rumble and odyssey live currently my ability to read them is severely hampered by their systems so actually what i should do i'm gonna write a note to myself right now i'm gonna go back this week and make sure that Rumble and Odyssey systems are still leaving a little to be desired in terms of usability in my assessment and uh, if they are still not where they should be for my ability to read them easily I will go hassle the people at Rumble and Odyssey because that would theoretically be uh, an option away from I, th- I don't know who they're using as a payment processor well who Rumble Rumble I know uses PayPal actually mm. so that doesn't necessarily get us around it but maybe Odyssey is an option I'm going to investigate I'm going to put it in my notes right now. Thank you, Trav. Can you uh, take over after Trav?
3: Sure. Trav... Uh-oh, I've lost my place. I wasn't expecting this.
0: Well, I uh, I have Trav right here. Oh, so Colton, Colton Regal's Riegel? Did up you read next. this yeah. No, go for it.
3: Oh, yikes. Okay, in the vein... Uh,
2: <laughs> what do you Jeez. think about the
3: financials of having children? Is it a huge burden, as folks have made it out to be? No. Yeah. Um... So I don't want to give too many details about my husband and my financial situation because it's weird and people think that it's weird. But the way that we have things set up, I pay for all of um, Emmeline's stuff, like all of the stuff that Emmeline needs. And it's always been that way. And I have never spent more than like two hundred dollars on her in any given month.
0: Everything included diapers, food, all of it, all of it. Okay.
3: Granted, have, she still breastfeeds a lot, and she's she's two and a half. But I don't yeah.
0: have a full accounting. Um, I I I'm sure it's probably a little bit more than that, but uh, but it is not a life changing amount of money for the only factor for us, as I've mentioned, is being in business for myself. I'm buying health insurance for our family, which is like, right. Uh, I might be able to get a new house. <laughs> For the yeah. cost of that oh yeah but, yeah but i'm not gonna allow my my family to go uninsured you know uh so that's children the only are just thing not
3: that this is this myth that's yeah. perpetuated so that people don't procreate children are not expensive they aren't
0: uh yes yeah especially if you have that taken care of if you have some uh insurance coverage already existing the cost of feeding and clothing them is not particularly high now
3: and i don't pay for health insurance that's the it, other
0: thing yeah and I will say, of course, that we both have healthy kids that we haven't had any kind of significant health conditions to take care of or any kind of complications like that. So, of course, I'm very thankful for that. If your if your kid has some kind of significant health condition, costs might go up. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that that it's some life changing amount of money that it requires. It it probably requires me to be a little more disciplined with buying bullshit that I shouldn't have been buying anyway, like Xbox games or something like that. That's true. You know?
3: I think when people are talking about the expense of kids, they're talking about childcare. And that's that's um, another
0: factor. Yeah, that's a fair point.
3: I've never paid for childcare because I'm a stay at home mom. Yeah. So I don't need it.
0: Yeah, if you uh if you have to buy the health insurance and or pay for the child care, then it be I'm sure it does become a little stickier. Uh, yeah. But that's, you know, he's why is your kid
3: in daycare, though? Why is anybody's kid in daycare?
0: Of course, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid that for our family. And a year in we have. I don't want other people taking care of my son and any future children that may come. I understand circumstances require certain things and maybe there'll come a time where I have to do that in my life. But until then, I will do everything I can to avoid it. And I think uh, it would be wise where possible for other people to do the same
3: Ryan Petty said that to us. He's like, nobody cares about your kids like you do.
0: Yeah. He, he said that, uh, I don't want to get too personal cause I was off the was air. That not live. It, oh, it, I'm it wasn't sorry. live, but oh. I don't think he'd be mad. that mentioned. That okay. we mention- If you're listening, Ryan, sorry for, I'm
3: sorry. I thought that was in the interview.
0: Sorry for revealing your big secret that you care a lot about your family. No, but I've been thinking um, about it. Yeah.
3: You know, that interview really touched me emotionally, especially when we got offline. And I've just, I've been thinking about that so much. Like no one care will take the kind of care of your kid that that you can, and so I just don't understand people that are like, "Well, I have to work." It's like, no, you don't. Like you can find a situation where one party is staying at home. Almost everybody.
0: It may require great sacrifice, and it's uh, it can be easier said than done. But you know, where there's a will, there's a way. You can yeah. achieve these things if you set out to do it, and I agree that it should be of high priority. And um, I I think that point does matter a lot. It's not. You can find the most compassionate, well-meaning, talented, capable person in the world. There's no substitute for just the inherent obligation that you have to your own child. You can't replicate that in somebody else. Never. You're going to take the best care of your kid, period. Uh, There's nobody else who can do it like you can. And so you should try to preserve that relationship at all costs.
3: It's totally true. Even when I watch my nieces and nephews, I still always watch Emmeline the most closely.
0: Oh, of course yeah
3: uh you know it's like i love them i don't want anything to happen to them but i'm still most worried about my but if it child. comes down to
0: it if someone has to be a meat shield when uh the robber comes in i'm holding oh yeah my I'll, I'll take all my and nieces, nieces and yeah <laughs> yeah
3: totally um who was next uh hal edwards yeah scimitar is the arabian sword
0: ah is that is that true thank you for the uh Expanded vocabulary. Yes, that looks uh, that looks correct. That looks like what I was thinking of. A single-edged sword with a convex curved blade associated with Middle Eastern, South Asian, or North African cultures. Ah. That is correct. Um,
3: John H., For oh, before we move on, I should also mention that my parents help a lot with the baby. So I hmm. understand why people need to outsource sometimes
0: for another, special
3: occasions. Because your parents help too.
0: Um. Yeah, b- yeah. But not a ton. You know, I see my parents like once or twice a month. Something like what? that. Yeah, they're not over here a whole bunch.
3: Don't they miss the baby?
0: Uh, yeah, they get their time. And uh, we appreciate their time and their efforts. But I uh, feel like
3: I, I had to say that or I was going to be getting incoming angry texts from my mom. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: yeah, and, but that's another reason we talk about some, like, we were just talking, was it Wednesday or last Sunday, about sort of wrestling with the principles of, The all this uh, child tranny stuff and what are the appropriate boundaries on intervening with family and what is abuse and tearing families apart? I mean, another key reason why it's so crucial to keep families together, even when you think families, other people's families might be going the wrong direction. The value in having those sort of family caretakers available to pick up that slack uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't cut that off with the use of force by the state for for sure, for flimsy yeah. reasons or suspect yeah. reasons. And I'm not even saying that all of this child tranny stuff is suspect or flimsy. I think a lot of it does cross the threshold into child abuse that is worthy of intervention. Mm-hmm. But I just want to be very careful about those lines. And for the same reason, you know, it's like uh you know, nobody takes care of your kid better than you do, but grandma and grandpa might be pretty close. Uh, and
3: my mom does a good job. Yeah, she is a diligent caretaker of Emmeline.
0: And by yeah. the same extension, uh, aunts, uncles, all those people directly. Mm. I mean, it's it's better than, uh, you know, someone being paid a low wage who is watching the clock, trying to go home and do something else.
3: That's true. But my nieces are little wainers. <laughs> Um, John H., for those who don't know, Mega is the fifth and highest level of membership in the Church of Satan. NASA worships the sun god, evidenced by they name all their space missions after Greek and Roman gods. NASA, Ooh. what a joke.
2: Um, is that, that actually
0: true? Mean? The fifth and highest level Church of Satan. I'm going to look this up. I wonder if that's legit. It might be. Thank you, John.
3: Mm, injured Guardian. Matt, the sword is called a sham shear. Are you guys lying to me? Oh, the second been... syllable is pronounced. The the adjective sheer, Aladdin exaggerated the dimensions.
0: Uh, Sham sheer. Let me investigate this too. Now I'm curious. Okay. Uh, yeah, a, a Persian Iranian sword with a radical curve. So I guess these radical both curve, fit the said. description, both their uh, geographic origin and their, their physical shape. So now... I guess it could be either. But thank you for the uh, additional information. I appreciate it. Um, By the way, he is correct (laughs) about the hierarchy in the Church of Satan. Really? Maga or the plural, I guess, Magus. Or I don't know if that's plural or not, but it says Maga slash Magus is the fifth degree of their leadership structure. You got witches, warlocks, priestesses and priests, magistra and magisters and Maga and Magus. in the Church of Satan weird mega maga in fact the highest level
3: (laughs) you want to take over Yeah,
0: Braxton Kurt says uh, remember uh, Waukesha the trial is being made into a joke to hide that Brooks is a racially motivated domestic extremist who maimed and killed 70 people I did see some more coverage I didn't watch the trial live much this week but the the moment that might be uh, of most significance and interest to you You've seen this dynamic between the judge and Daryl Brooks just behaving bizarrely, denying Mm. that his name is Daryl Brooks and all having to being kicked out of the room for bizarre behavior several times this week. He got into a staring contest with the judge. He just stared at her and she put court into recess and I think she kicked him out in that instance, but she said that she was scared by him. She was actually she was scared into taking a break for the court because he wouldn't stop staring at her with this angry face. Like someone does a staring contest with you in How middle bizarre. school or something, and she but was it,
3: legitimately scared. Yeah.
0: Well, it does seem like she's sort of losing control of her own courtroom. Yeah. And uh, you know, make whatever uh, female observations you will about that. But uh, well, you know, it seems like we need uh, Bruce Schrader in there. He can't be far. Yeah, really. You no know, one's gonna fuck to, around with that guy. Don't get brazen with me, Daryl Brooks. <laughs> uh, we need him to wag his finger. And order Asian food uh, yeah. and make jokes about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That thing looks like a mess. But uh, and I don't know what the st- what stage the trial is in either. I know. Um, I think the prosecution rested its case, and he's into his defense case, I believe. But uh, I don't know when we're going to get uh, an actual when the when the jury is going to uh, start deliberating. If we're close to that,
3: I don't think so. Right?
0: I don't know. I don't know what I I haven't checked in on the schedule yet. What we're looking mm-hmm. at, Daniel jagger uh, with regard to the nfl nhl and any uh masculine institution in general what's one institution of the lefts that we can ruin mock and humiliate Ooh. one
3: institution well um, i guess like
0: that's a is that a question of what could we do or what would i pick
3: geez i hate when we get questions like this because there's there's so many options
0: if i'm one picking one institution
3: that's that's purely of the left
0: yeah i suppose
3: So non-governmental institution. Yeah,
0: like a cultural institution. If I'm picking, I want sports back and I don't even necessarily want them. Well, I guess the question is you want to use it to ruin and mock and humiliate them. All right. If they put more racism in the end zone at football games, fine. I want to watch the football game. That's not a leftist
3: institution.
0: Oh, it totally is culturally. Absolutely.
3: What else? Give some examples.
0: The backs of their helmets still say like choose love uh, that's true you know uh, and all that nonsense they they had they had like George floyd's name on their helmets um but culture uh, I, we've talked a lot about music as well it'd be nice to have yes um music that that I suppose was culturally mocking the thing for me though is I actually don't have a lot of thirst for vengeance in that cultural space I mean I uh, don't get me wrong I oh. guess pushback is great i'm not going to be mad about that there's some pushback that's absolutely deserved and needed but i do want these cultural spaces that are apolitical as as enthusiastic as i am and as firmly as i believe in my own uh, moral and political persuasions i don't necessarily want to be bombarded with that at all times i want some entertainment A space, space yeah. that's just shared That's like that kind of water cooler Conversation material that I can get along with anybody about, and those are becoming then more I want and a Hollywood back. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good pick too,
3: and would use it to relentlessly mock leftists. All right, okay. Uh,
0: let's see what's next. Uh, Post millennial clutch fan, right? And this story changed since Friday. Still not self defense. We have an activist prosecutor in Kansas City who perverted. Uh, stand your ground here for political points oh this and this is uh the chatter from prior who had the information right. about the woman potentially leaving the scene and grabbing a weapon so yeah if um if there's more information that i uh didn't get to or that i didn't see clutch fan please do send it my way i'd appreciate it and thanks for your info and for supporting the show ryan Hess says hey you too. i just want to say that you should be really proud of the community you've uh, brought together and how much you've done i love getting to watch your videos and hanging out in the chat Aww. well thank you
2: Ryan, tables. for
0: um, for helping us keep the community and the show operating. Appreciate it very much. And uh, and thanks for reaching out to me personally as well. I, I appreciate it. So I hope you're doing well, man. Uh, n- nuke, I want to
3: see you navigate the next few
0: nuke the ice caps. Well, that that sounds like a decent plan. This right here. This is why the majority of Americans want separation. The federal government is an abysmal failure and an international embarrassment.
3: It truly is, because you, can you imagine these Muslim countries and China looking at this country with all this tranny nonsense and then our government in absolute chaos? Yeah. They must be like champing at the bit, just licking their chops like we are ripe for the picking. How many cliches can I fit into one sentence? Two plus three. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, it's just, we are we are weak and we are ready to be defeated.
0: I just wish we could all come together for hatred of the feds. You know, there's this uh, there's yeah. there's like principles that the the progressives have that should be anti-fed, and sometimes they display shades of it. But we can't come together. And as we talk about frequently, that's because these aren't principles; they're weapons, and they'll always be weapons. And when you're dealing with people who seek to weaponize everything, things are going to get messy until they get out Coming weaponized and they stop. Based
3: on hate, that's that's an interesting concept. I'm glad you said that because I was watching this <laughs> Michaela Peterson yeah. and Lauren Southern clip, and Lauren Southern said like if if you have a world philosophy based on hatred like your your philosophy is it's illegitimate and i was thinking that's so stupid like obviously hatred is a valid emotion P- god hates sin we we hate all this tranny stuff that we we hate the way our culture is being eroded um hatred isn't an, is an absolutely legitimate foundation um for a variety of, of principles and one that we can band together we can all hate certain groups together, can't we? <laughs>
0: well, that's the other reason I value sports so much. It was the last way to hate people in a socially acceptable yeah. way. You know, you can hate this fan base and that's, and there's a certain, I, I I agree with the point that you're making in general, but I think there's also just a certain like, a uh, stress relieving value to like uh, hating a, a, a sports fan group of people or something like that. Just a way to have rivalry and, Hostility, even among people, not, there's a value to that. But this is why this,
3: sports weaken men, because oh, you're maybe. supposed to use that hatred to hate your outgroup. All right, that's it's just it's just renegotiating your natural tendencies you're, towards something stupid.
0: Here's what I'll say about the idea that that hate has no value, or that philosophy that you mentioned. Not always, but commonly, the reason for the hate is because of a value of something else.
2: Exactly, the, the hate for itself love. is yeah.
0: not actually the priority necessarily. The hate is because you're seeking the protection of something else, something that you want to preserve.
3: Righteous indignation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're talking about cyclists, and maybe even (laughs) with the cyclists. I don't hate for hate's sake. The things that I hate are because they are opposed to something that is an, uh, an objective good, or at least something that you view but as But you good, hate them because objective. they
3: don't follow road laws, which yeah. road laws, what is the word? Traffic well, I also laws? hate them
0: because of their stupid helmets and their tight shorts.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it endangers okay. people and that's probably uh, some of it. I anyway, want you to keep reading a, a yeah. few more. Oh, sorry.
0: The, I, yeah. We have some spicy ones. Logan Orr says uh, the only reason Bundy was treated differently than Randy Weaver. <laughs> oh, come on. I can't. <laughs> What is that even true?
3: I don't know. Does Bundy support anyway, Black Lives Matter? He, they're saying sure?
0: he's Logan Orr is saying that he wears the how about the wrong kind of cowboy hat? His open BLM support. Uh, Bundy supports that BLM. I I would be shocked, but maybe that's true. I
3: don't
0: know. I'll have to look into that. Like I said, I don't I don't actually know that much about Bundy, other than he too hates the fans. Colton Regal says Deuteronomy twenty five eleven through twelve is perfect for the gas station fight Would post but susan is mean well i can look it up if you want to continue on is uh, were these the ones that were supposed to get me in trouble or is it phil mm. uh, is are we thinking about phil here blame That's kim blame kim kardashian all you want but she's the the nice looking front woman do uh do an early life check on the founders oh you're talking about uh i see project. Yeah, uh, Did you read well, this
3: one about Deuteron- Deuteronomy?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, the, okay. the, uh, oh, you're looking that here's up. Here's 11 okay. through 12. This is just scripture, so I think I can read this. When men strive together one with another, and the wife of one draweth near for, uh, for to deliver her husband out of the hand of him that smiteth him, and putteth forth her hand, and taketh him by the secrets, thou shalt cut off her hand, thine eye shall not pity her. I have a hard time interpreting and understanding scripture. I need to see it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to punt because uh, I scriptural interpretation, not my strength, it's but I'm working on it every Saturday night.
3: Would post I can't believe you can't post that. Knuckle Buck Blonde, you don't have a bad sense of humor. You have a perfect sense of humor. Your taste in comedy is unimpeachable, especially when it comes to super chats and the people who make super chats. It's because ah. you have made me laugh harder. Than any other person. He
0: does have some clever chats. That what was is his sure.
3: lemonades
0: chat? Uh, when life gives you, when life gives you Don Lemon, give lemonades. I think <laughs> I'm probably got it wrong,
3: but it was something like that. All right, let me reload.
0: Matteo says, "Hey guys, sorry it's been a few weeks. I lost my mother suddenly at 57 years young. I love you guys. She liked the show when I showed her." Uh, she loved blonde's oh, interview with lauren witzke she is with god well uh number one uh i'm very sorry to hear it matteo i hope your family's doing well uh number two don't apologize for supporting the show as a general rule we appreciate it very much and uh all the best to your family man I, i'm i'm sorry to hear I'm it sorry and, to uh, hear 57 years old is indeed young
3: young you know?
0: yeah um but hope you're doing well John says, uh, I think he skipped which Flight of the Phoenix are you considering to watch? 1965 or 2004? Uh, I may have forgotten to clarify in the poll. So I will have to circle back to that. I believe it's the 65 version. But don't quote me on that. I will check the email that clarifies. And I'm going to put that in my notes to do that uh, tomorrow. Check which version of Flight of the Phoenix. Uh, so check, I can actually um, update that poll. So if, if you want to overflight of the Phoenix, it will show which, uh, which one tomorrow. So I apologize for that error, but I will clarify it uh, tomorrow and uh, going forward in the uh, votes in the coming weeks. If it is not selected this week. Thanks, John. Um, general, general grievances, grievance yeah.
3: battling with repeat felons of color. get kicked out of corner stores over cigar disputes is never a good idea. There's literally no good outcome at best, you get chauvined at worst. Well, yeah, I know.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Like if he actually successfully wins the physical fight, what are the chances that he gets some charge brought against him? Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Yeah, man. Not long, you buck, You're going to have to put your kid in daycare if you expect to be able to keep the job that you need to have to be able to afford daycare. Yeah,
0: I that, know. <laughs> that's kind of the that's kind of the situation. That's we were in that situation, too, because for us, it's like the insurance that we had previously that was um, through my wife's job that she was working before my son was born. We had pretty good insurance for the both of us because we were married. Yep. And that was the situation. It's like, do we have her still work so that we get the insurance and take the money that she earns and basically trade it to somebody else to take care of the kid? How is that worth it? Yeah. Like, how is putting my how kid in the it? care of somebody else a good trade for the health insurance? that? Yeah. I may have complaints about the expensiveness of the health insurance but it doesn't seem like a good idea to compromise the raising of my son in order to minimize that expense exactly
3: you made you made the correct decision but i understand like
0: for (laughs) that's the situation i was in it's not the same for everybody my my the calculation may be different depending on what benefits you have available and what the costs of all these things are i get it um yeah and maybe that'll change in the future. But like I said, I, I'm, if I can avoid it, I'm going to keep my son in the care of his mom. Or I shouldn't say, if I can avoid, <laughs> that's what I want. That's not what I want to avoid. <laughs> what I want to avoid is not having my son in the care of his mom. Right. And having him in the care of somebody else. Yep. Let's see. Uh, is that it? Uh, I'm giving a quick refresh. It looks like there are a few more. Oh, uh, Jonathan. Prez, uh, I, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Prezo- Preziosi Prezios? Yeah. I believe deliberation starts after Monday I've been trying to catch up on the on this case because I was surprised LawTube isn't even talking about it I'm actually uh, with the judges choices or happy with the judges choices well it wouldn't be fair for me to say that I've monitored it all attentively um, mm-hmm. from the sort of surface level uh, the kind of a broad view that I've been viewing it. it it seems like she's letting him get away with a lot of bullshit but maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. So I won't I don't want to be totally unfair to uh, to this particular judge. I just miss Judge Schrader. That, that's all. Yeah, I
3: just, we all miss Judge Schrader.
0: Yeah. Eric Burns Marsh says, what if uh, or what I hate is people who commit confession through projection by crying over cultural approach, appropriation signed Homer.
3: Yeah.
0: Is this the is this Homer Simpson or is this the uh, philosopher poet?
3: It doesn't sound like the philosopher poet.
0: Or I guess just poet, right? Was he really a philosopher?
3: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: I don't. I don't. My Homer knowledge is is not great. Uh, um, well, why why were we just talking about Homer? There was some statue of Homer. It was a hoax hate case. Somebody it put, was. Someone put a noose around Homer's neck on some college <laughs> campus. That's what it was. Anyway, thank you, Eric. Let me give a quick refresh here, and we'll uh, we'll be good. And thank you guys on D Live as well. Appreciate it. Looks like we are all set. So anything else before we call it a night?
3: No, thank you guys so much.
0: All right. Well, uh, appreciate it guys. Thank you for your clever chats with your creative narratives. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for keeping us in touch with the facts as well. Uh, if you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well. For supporting the show it's much appreciated if you can't get enough if you need more to listen to of course you can head on over to the audio platforms of the show linked in the description and over on the website that's mattchristensenmedia.com you can head over to Blonde's channel too new interview with actual justice warrior about the the serial murder case or the Adnan guy or whatever his name is I'll post oh, the audio <laughs> I'm such a great salesman <laughs> I'll post the audio of that on the uh, audio platforms of the show tomorrow as well if you're looking for anything else show related, head on over to the website, com. We'll be back next Sunday in costume. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press, it is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night and a great week.
1: Bye, guys.